millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let me know when you're ready. We ready. We out here. Keep it uh, easy, like Zoe. Like Zoe, mama, I go relentless. 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 I'm scared. I don't want to lose my sponsorship. Oh, just shut up. Go. Yes, man. Relentless Diaries. We are back again. We are back. Yes. And we are black. Blacker than ever. Summer come. Blacker than ever. Easy like Zoe, but Zoe not easy. I don't know that. All right, cut that shit. Zoe right is there. not easy. Not one cut bit. It right there. Figuratively and literally. Anyways, since Zoe um, Mama, I go relentless. We love the. Anyways, um, who's since, you? Who's you? What? We, we who are you? That's what I said. Oh, okay. I'm getting. I'm, can I drive my own fucking boat? Niggas? Drive it. So drive. God damn. Since we discussed off air that we have to start doing intros of ourselves because we get newcomers, which I didn't realize. My dumbass is like, everyone knows who I am already. Clearly not. So That's pretty privileged. S- shut up. Starting from this episode, I'm going to start doing intros. So okay. for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm your main host. This is The Relentless Diaries. I'm Zoe, a.k.a. Zoe, a.k.a. Big Zoe. Bigger the better. You feel me? You'll see me in real life. You know why they call me Big Zoe if you ever meet me. But that's this. This is the Relentless Diaries. I'm here with my two favorite, maybe semi-favorite men who are my brilliant co-hosts. Support black men, love black men. That's real ah. from my heart. These are the two that, that's a new you know. One. You don't hear that often. Oh, yeah. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are my two that uh, make the wheels go around. You know what I'm okay, saying? So like that. now I'm going to pass it off to you guys. 
Yeah, man. What's goody in a hoodie like a boogie? I'm back and I'm better like Bryson Tiller. It's your boy Trezor, a.k.a. Poppy Trey, a.k.a. the Toronto Tiller, a.k.a. the president of the Faithful Black Man Association. Don't chase me. Chase your dreams. You feel me? Relentless Diaries. We here. Okay. And I'm Clyde Smitty, a.k.a. Mr. Jiggy, that podcaster, rapper, actor, but make the money come faster. You already know what it is. You've been practicing. Mm. You've been practicing. And and for me to be one of your favorite men, you really are an enemy of my progress. I am. Like, it makes no sense. Ask all the men who I, like, genuinely love. I hate on them all the time. Like, Like, all my guy best friends, they know I love them. I want them to do great things. But not let me thrive, especially in the women department. Yeah, (laughs) Zoe's a big-time hater. (laughs) If I love you, you know I'm going to rain on your parade a little bit. That's just how I show love. Especially if you're my guy friend, I'm going to rain on your parade. That's crazy. But I do love you all. That's crazy. Dearly. But uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode, what, eight? I always get this wrong. Yeah, eight? I think it's eight. Yeah. Perfect. Eight. Um, as y'all can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, your team upgraded, okay? You, you see are how no- nice my skin is looking right you now, You already know what we're saying. Don't we- stare too long. Your man might get mad. You feel me? Shut the fuck up, okay? The you pot. The, you see the chrome do-rag, too, shining <laughs> like a diamond. The pod is getting bigger. The pod is getting better every day. We get more followers, more subscribers, more money, all that good shit. So, obviously, with that, when you know you level up on the pod, you gotta level up for the people. So, we have a new space. It's super cute. We have our new logo, which I'm super excited because um, we were reached out to by a really, I would say, supportive um mm-hmm. marketing agency called royalty marketing agency and i'm pretty sure they're based in toronto um the ceo that we've been in contact with her name is symphony beautiful black woman um and she gifted us a whole new logo package which i think is super cute so uh, i'm gonna start posting them it's gonna be our like new header on youtube it's gonna be like our new thing so when you see this this is us. We've been looking for a while to find a new, like, look and feel, like, logo. And I'm really happy that she reached out to us. And she nice. offered us this amazing package. I was really shocked. I was like, when she emailed me, I was like, because, well, first of all, she DM'd us. And I didn't see it. And then she commented on our TikTok. And I was like, who is this? So I checked the DMs. And I was like, oh, shit. Then she emailed us. And I was like, oh, shit. So my apologies to her. She listens to us all the time, apparently. And she's a really good, I guess, marketing professional because she gave us all these this is just one of our if you're watching this is just one of our logos she gives like a whole like package we have like stuff for like merchandise and like coming soon yeah merchandise <laughs> and all that good stuff so Coffee coming mugs, soon yes bed sheets <laughs> not the shoelaces bed. <laughs> all of it relentless not the bed everything. sheets but yes yeah i think this is super cute and um anyone who's starting a business or needs marketing needs um go check check out royal marketing agency we're gonna tag them when we post um the new logos on our instagram and all that stuff but uh big shout out to them and thank you like this is really beautiful and uh she didn't mention that they do gift packages to black owned businesses for like juneteenth so this is kind of like their gifting to us as like a black podcast um so really appreciate it and i think you guys should go check it out she did a really good job or her Does team Can- did a really good canada, job canada doesn't celebrate juneteenth right no we is don't an american i feel like they we should. should juneteenth is, yo i was in la for juneteenth it was lit like it was like a, a yeah thing thing over there yeah but yeah i think that's good and also we're now in april about to jump into may and if anyone knows june is the podcast anniversary june 10th to be specific we are trying, with these two get serious, trying to like, put an event together. You're hearing it here first. We are working to put a good event. You know I got the baddies. 
You know, mm-hmm. all the hot girls are going to be there. So we are going to put an event together to, um, you know, celebrate the pod. We're going to have some drinks, have some food, obviously good some. music. There's going to be a lot of drinks. Don't come if you're not trying to drink. <laughs> a lot of drinks. Situate your rides um, beforehand. Get your Ubers up because we're turning up, bro. Yes. Period. A lot of drinks. Um, a lot of those friends. A lot of my friends. You know, the baddies are coming out and we're going to have a good time. We'll have, maybe we'll have some merch by then. You never know. Um, but we, you know, we want to celebrate the pod. We want to also give back to people who have been um, rocking with us for the past two years. And also people who have been on the pod, guests. Obviously, everyone else can be invited and welcome. So um, keep your eyes out for that. I told a few people already, but... Hopefully this will ease Zoe into wanting to do like a live podcast, you know, one day. One day. That's the new thing you guys need to bug her about. Mm. One day, maybe, live podcast. But. 100,000 views on this episode and I'll drink a whole bottle of Hennessy at the party. Okay. (laughs) No, he won't. I'm completely joking. There's (laughs) Exactly. But speaking of views, so I am now using my own personal TikTok because Chisor has been up my ass about using my own personal TikTok. So, you know, after weeks, almost months of him, you got to get on TikTok. You got to, like, be your it's own. It's almost like I would own. know what I'm talking about. Shut up. He's like, you got to be your own brand. You got to, like, you know, like, you got to do shit. You got to, like, turn your tweets into, like, videos and, like, don't wear makeup and just go on TikTok and just take 30 seconds. I'm like, hey, fine, fuck it. So... For the first time in like a year and a half, I posted on my personal TikTok, okay? What is the name of your personal TikTok? The name of my personal... <laughs> I kind of want to change. Actually, I'm going to leave it. It's Zoe Dollars. It's Z-O-D-O. Like that's the at? Yeah. I, I made it so randomly because I'm like, yo, I'm never going to use this app. Like, I don't care <laughs> to have like a serious at name, but it's literally Zoe Dollars. So it's Z-O-D-O-L-L-A-Z. Z-Z. Two Z's at the end. Because you know what's crazy? And this is how you know people are searching you. Because I never followed Zoe on TikTok until today. Oh, And thanks. when I <laughs> went to go, like, type in her at, like, I... You know how things come up in, like, recommended when you're typing letters? Yeah. I, first, I typed, like, ZX, and, like, it showed up. Oh, so really? people were searching. And then I typed in Z again, and then the ZX Shania showed up. So, oh, like, really? People are looking for you. Oh shit! Okay, that's my ad. So my my TikTok ad is it's different. It's Zodala Z O D O L L A Z Z. So you guys can follow me on there. It's basically it's just me just talking shit about random stuff that I think about. So far, we'll see how it goes. But point is, on my first TikTok that yeah. I made in almost a year and a half, I got two point three million views. Okay, which I think is fucking crazy yeah. that I hit like a TikTok crazy algorithm, and it was just me talking about the ultimatum, right? If anyone, last we talked about, or last episode we talked about it, the ultimatum, the show on Netflix, all that shit. I kind of went off because I was so invested in that show. I'm like, I'm going to go off on TikTok about it. It got 2.3 million views. I got, I went from like 100 followers to like almost 3,000 yeah. in like the span of a week. But one of the girls, this is my important story, one of the girls from the ultimatum saw the TikTok because I think someone tagged her in it. The Ray girl from the ultimatum, everyone watches it. Her name is Ray. She's on the show. Someone tagged her in the TikTok. First of all, the original TikTok that I made, I made like three after that. One TikTok I made after that was kind of roasting her because I thought she was super corny, mm-hmm. respectfully. So she comments, someone comments on the TikTok and tagged so her. So button back at it again. Stop. <laughs> someone commented on the TikTok and tagged her. So then she commented. I forgot what she commented back. Something stupid. It wasn't that serious. But then the TikTok that I made about her got removed for harassment and bullying. So I think Ray... 
that you went and reported my fucking TikTok. She definitely did. And now it's gone for uh, breaking community guidelines. So Zoe's a big bully. Uh, eh? I'm not a bully. I, bro, I just gave a very <laughs> simple review on what I thought that she was doing. And it was, I feel like if you are in the public eye, you should be able to take views of same way we do, right? We have 25,000 followers on TikTok. People eat us up in different ways all the time. If you are in the public eye, you have to be able to either let shit roll off your back or expect people to not agree with you or you're going to look a certain way. She did. You're on a fucking Netflix show. So, I mean, if people want to talk about you, they're very warranted to. And she reported my fucking TikTok and now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if she's listening to this, girl, it was not that deep. And I think you are super extra. Um, it's not that serious. You know? I talk about the guy from Love Island. I if, saw you guys, that. if you guys watched Love Island last season, there's a guy on the show named Cinco. Very fine, beautiful black man, if he's listening. Um, he commented on my TikTok. That he's gonna come to Carabana this year. Oh, so God. we already know his oh, brother. Let's, 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 All let's, I'm gonna say is to the Toronto women in listening and the American Kings listening, the city is ready. Okay. Hey, yo, all my brothers from the state, you see me coming up, you heard? We coming to the city for for Carabana, you heard? Like we over there, bro. Y'all let me know what time our flight's coming out of JFK. We over there, you heard? That's all I'm going to say. All now I'm going to say you bugging, B? You put milk in bags, B? Word. That, you're mad. Both See, your Mexicans are I, bad. His, his is are. good. Mine. See, no, but that's the New York. I can switch it up. On Hood, I can switch it up, bro. If we going out to, the L, to L.A., like, you Ew! feel me? Like, hey, if I'm trying to, but I can't even really do it no more, bro. L.A. is hard. I, but LA I can't, I can't even, I can't even really, like, do an American, like, fake thing no more because people actually know me, so, like. I can't really get away with it, like for Carabana, like how people used to be able to get get away you with get it. You get away with it. People don't even know you're from Toronto. I'm TikTok, yeah, but bro. like when they see me outside, like they ain't gonna let me just like <laughs> keep on doing that. They gonna be like, "What you doing, bro? Like if you here, then like you from here. You get me? Like I, th- I think you're most elite at the British accent. Yo, man, don't even man. T- no stop. Yo, Do not even come on, man. Come on, no. Oh, it's always God. a hater, you know, because it's <laughs> oh like if if real British people and Londoners are telling me that, like, raw your accent thirty, it's like, who are you to tell me that it's not? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I'm not even hearing that. Anyways, point is, like I said, we got Rolling Loud, which we'll talk about Ooh. coming. Carabana is coming. OVO Fest has a small question mark beside it. I think it's coming. I mean, I hope it's coming. Like, Toronto's very open. So, I hope it's coming. So, and all you know, I'm going to say Zoe, is... Zoe's the OVO insider of the podcast. Don't! Even. We don't have... We have no clue about anything. That, you are the OVO an, insider. I'm not OVO insider. I just think that if, like... I mean, if, if Rolling Loud's coming to Toronto and if Caravan is coming, it only makes sense for Drake to throw OVO Fest again. It's, it's been two years. Last OVO Fest was 2019. I was there. And why does shock. it make sense? Like I was there. I was a regular person who bought a ticket, Tresor. I was there. I was a regular, regular. I haven't been human to a being. single OVO fest. Ever. It's a great show. I went to the first five, like when I was at five. <laughs> I was like in high school, and like it was when you were like young enough to go. Settle down. <laughs> five? Yeah. Or the first four or five? Yeah. But what I will say is to the American women who are coming, I love you. Hit me up and find me. B-O-B, me love you. And what I will say is, do not turn your hinge on for Toronto men, okay? I, there, I'm going to play the tweet because my boy tagged me in a tweet literally like five minutes ago about this man 
on Toronto Hinge. This is why I don't use dating apps, first of all. You'll never catch me on a dating app, okay? If you see my face on a dating app, it's not me. It's literally probably a catfish, so report it. But this man on Toronto Hinge, I'm going to just play it, okay? And this is what this man said. Hold on. Let me turn it up, and I'm going to play it out loud. It is actually okay, so never have I ever put a girl in doggy style, a.k.a. bakas. Like, I've never done it. So, yo, if you're trying to be the first to take my doggy style slash Baka's virginity, you already know. Message me directly. Show me wild guan with the wild guan. Like, I'm down. <laughs> Funniest thing I've heard all week. The yeah. dating pool in Toronto has piss, shit, vomit in it. These are the men. This is why people think this is a joke. These are the niggas that are going to approach you and think me and you are size. Okay, these are the men that have the balls to come to you talking about taking his baka's virginity. Are you insane? It's not a <laughs> like. You, are you crazy? An American king would never. Oh, that I'm is kidding, where you're wrong. Kidding, kidding, that kidding. is where you are wrong. <laughs> they have said and I'm done kidding. a lot worse. But to me, it's like, bro. I wonder if there's people. I want to see if I could like. I will FaceTime one of my American homegirls right now and get her to tell us one of the horror stories Dude. about what the men even at a party. Well, the last time I was in Miami at the party that I met this girl at, she was telling me all the wild things that dudes were whispering in her ear. Oh no, for and sure. And was thanking me about how respectful I was no, when I met her. I'm, you know, I'm hundred percent like American niggas be od. Like some of them be like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, but uh, that one that taking your Bacchus virginity, Bacchus virginity on. is hilarious. Bro. That is come and also, why are you publicly putting that on your dating profile? Like, do you think that's enticing? Like, as a man, <laughs> you sat in your bed at eleven thirty p.m. You're on Hinge making your profile, and you put your phone to your face and said that out loud while it was recording. Listen back to it, and then pressed post on your bio, and you thought this is gonna what's bringing the bitches. Is that's what you genuinely thought in your head? I feel like he probably was trying to go for like a laughs type of thing, but people didn't take it that way. It's not funny. And it's not realistic either. Like if you haven't like done bakas, you're probably a virgin like all around. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? like, He's it's lying not, too. It's not a believable so, lie. You know? yeah. Like it's not, I, I, I didn't. That's funny. I, I feel like that's equivalent to receiving a nut video without like, like asking for one. Like that video or that little like bio is like okay I didn't no. ask for this. Yeah, that I don't is think. no, no, it's not. I think it's because I, uh, I feel false like equivalencies. Are I we? feel the same <laughs> in my my chest as I would if that was a nut video. It's so like hearing <laughs> this man speak is gives you the same feeling as seeing someone's random wee wee with nut coming out of it. Yes. No, no way. Disgust. That's what I feel. That's wild. Like that little spiel he did, that 23 seconds of fuckery is kind of similar to how I feel when a man sends me an unwanted nut video. Are you on any dating apps? No, no, I'm not. I've, I was not. A, I think I, 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 I did Tinder when it was Yeah, I made Tinder like at the be like when it just came out. And after a couple of days, I'm like, bro, this isn't for like, like black people, bro. Like this mm. is not. The only people I knew that were really thriving on Tinder was like white guys. Like white guys but that I, I knew, say, they were cleaning house on Tinder. People that I know, like black women that I know who have been successful on dating apps have been successful dating white men. That's more of the like dating app vibe. I think think it's the white people bag for sure. I think dating apps is definitely a white man bag. So if you're a black woman who likes white men, I think that's that's your vibe. 
Yeah. That's definitely where you're going to look. It at. wasn't really my thing. I just stopped that. Instagram is my dating app. I don't really <laughs> have to go anywhere else. TikTok's about to be mine. Fuck. Jeez. No, no. Low-key TikTok. TikTok is, <laughs> yo, the baddies, the baddies are on TikTok too. But one thing with TikTok baddies, you have to verify their age because some of these girls are Ooh. very, very young that look Ooh. very, very grown. And you have to make sure how old they are before you... And say anything wild to these women. Because one thing about TikTok, they will draw you out. If you mm. comment on a girl's, like, something on TikTok, yo, she's 17, she's 17, she's 17, yo, she's 17, delete that, bro. I've seen that happen to so many guys. Well, who's that girl with the very, like, thick American accent? The one who did the Lil, stand up. Lil Yeezy or whatever her name she is? She is mm. beautiful. Yeah. And she is very bad. And she has a nice body, too. She got a fat ass. But her content's, but, like, funny, though, too. Oh, know? yeah, she's super funny. Like, and I, I think enjoy her content aside yeah, I like from her. her. I think she's bad. I like her. But apparently she's, like, 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's young. So, What's and, your, How old are you, yeah? I'm 26. What's your cutoff? That's a good question. Like, what's the youngest you would go? I think I, I, I wouldn't want to go younger than 22. What about you? Young? Girls don't really go young. They do. I'm not willingly going younger. I mean, I have gone younger, and I was like, ugh. But it's not my cup of tea. The youngest I have gone is 98, and I was not. Ugh, that's not that far. It you. is not that far. Like, that's, I don't think I would go younger than a 98. If I really had to, I'm not going younger than 98. Mm. And that's two years younger than me. I'm 96. What should be the cutoff, then, if you're 25, 26 plus? Is 22, am I, is it depends. that problematic? No, 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 it depends. See, you don't, don't let people, this is one of those things where people are going to try to like impose their views on you and shame mm -hmm. you for it. But first of all, it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about like dating or like just a little shucky ducky? If my, my dating age and the shucky ducky age, I think are two different ages. My shucky yeah, ducky age my, is 98. I'm my, not going lower My than dating age has to be very, very close to my age. I can't, I don't think I could date like a really, really young girl. Right. Like, I just think it's weird. And like, what are we, like, what are we doing? What are we talking so what's your about? What's shucky ducky we, age? My shucky ducky age is a little more. I'm 20, how old am I? 26. <laughs> I would prefer... Definitely over, def, definitely, definitely over 21. Yeah, sure. so 22? I would prefer that, yeah. People have slipped through the cracks, and some people lie. <laughs> That's a thing. Yo. People lie. People do lie. Oh, my God. People yeah. do lie. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, no. I. Okay, so you're shucky ducky. Both of you shucky ducky age, the minimum you'll go 22, is 22. But I also agree with your story. That preference. I'm not going to act like it's never been, like, even back in my younger days, it's never been younger than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, 19 has happened, 20 has happened, like, years. Yeah. But, like, consciously at this age, I could, I could not meet a girl that tells me she's 18 and, like, try and yeah. do something with her. Like, I, yeah. I just, I couldn't do it. But like you're saying on, on TikTok, you know, like, it, it can be... You get caught, yeah. It can be a difficult distinction when it's 18 in that range, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's why you got to be vigilant. You know? um, but you Jump to conclusions. Yeah, I think... Actually, I lied. Okay, so Shucky Ducky, 98. Dating, my age. I think I can go younger dating. Maybe 97, but that's really pushing it. Mm. Like, really pushing it. Like, I don't like that. But why? Because mentally, I already know that I'm super mature for my age regardless. And men are just not like men are just slow mental growers. They don't develop mentally as fast as women do. Exactly. So if I go younger, it's like, bro, you're already like light years kind of behind me because I am already light years above my age at 25. 
So it's like if I date a guy who's like 24, 23, who probably has still the mind of like a 19 year old and I have the mind of like a 30 year old, I'm be like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, And that's an interesting one. And it's weird because for some reason, like older women like have an attraction to me, like older women actively try to talk to me and Likewise. older women have tried to like actually want to be serious with me. Yeah. And I think about it, I'm like, yo, how if I was to take this woman seriously, how am I even gonna like maneuver this relationship and still be like a quote unquote like leader in a relationship? How much older are they? Like 30, 31. Okay. Like, That's who, like what, who, four or five years from you? Yeah, who like actively want to actually like so Be do you serious with me. do you really feel like that's like a really something that's difficult to navigate, or do you feel like it's almost intimidating for it to be with? No, I think I I could do it, but it's definitely. I think it's harder than someone that's your age or younger than you. I think it's less pressure, but it's better than someone like twenty two. You know? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's better historically, yeah. at least for my scenarios. I've always found dating older anyone that's mm. a year or a couple of years older than me i've always had better relationships but do you look at that woman sideways like what do you want with me being 26 and you're no, 31 i don't think so i think just because like can't look at it like yeah that. i think just because well, like, sometimes i do like when men who are like 40 who want to approach me i'm like what the fuck do you want with me you know what yeah. i mean like you're 40 and i'm 25 what do you want with me as a 25 year old woman and you're 40 plus but i think it's kind of different because like that that's kind of a thing like older men will like prey mm-hmm. on younger women women don't even really like younger men in general. So for the fact that you are like bypassing that to still try to talk to me, I think you genuinely like really actually mess with me. Like unless you're a I weird mean, person, like they're not, too. they're not, yeah. but like, well, the ones I'm talking about aren't like weird people. Right. Like, they're just like, you know, just people who just so happen to be that age. But yeah, it's definitely, I think it would be harder. And I, I, I don't really like it cause it's a, it's a bit more pressure because now what? I'm 26, you're 30, 31. What, what are we like? If she what wants are you gonna kids, do? Gonna like, you're gonna soon. want a kid, you're gonna want a house soon. Like, especially if, if you slip up and if you don't want a kid and you slip up with a 31 year old, she's that you're having that kid. You are, <laughs> uh, that's not like you, you yeah. can't even bring up that conversation. Yeah. You're having that kid. So you have to know these things going into it. Don't slip up. Nigga. That's very fair. Um, Wear condoms. We're not getting into that. But uh, to go into our sports bag a little bit, um, the Toronto Raptors have come back. Yes, Sarsky. From being down 3 0 mm-hmm. to the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay? I had to turn it up a bit. Game six is on Thursday mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. And all I'm saying is... And I shall be in attendance. Yeah, you... Tough (laughs) times never last. Only tough people last. Let me tell you what happened to me, bro. So, I won this contest, right? Okay. For two tickets to game three. Right? (laughs) Right? I haven't heard this story. I don't know where this is I won two... April 20th, game three. They sent me the tickets. Congrats. Keep in Have mind, fun at the I game. was at that game. I was at game I three. Hit Zoe, like, yo, you're going to the game? All right, cool. Like, I'm going to see you there. Woo, woo. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got two tickets. I'm going to, you know, bring a little yeah, and we're going to go. <laughs> I'm about to bring a little yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First, I was going to go with one of my homies, and then Zoe tried to roast me. Like, why would you do that? Like, bring a girl. But my reasoning was if it, it just literally just makes more sense that if one of my good, good friends, 
really, really likes basketball, mm -hmm. why would I not take them instead of, like, taking a girl on, like, a quote-unquote date? I could take a girl on a date anywhere. If this specific thing is something that means a lot to somebody that I know, why would I not take them instead of a girl that I could take on a date Anywhere. Zoe's face, man. Like, like, like you, so what's wrong with that? Because you don't know girls who like basketball? Yeah, but those weren't the ones that were at the top of, like, that really, really, really like basketball like that. If you could do something for your best friend, why would you not do so that? I'm saying, I feel like his friend probably appreciated appreciates it more than yeah. a woman he could take on a date. It's not like I have a girlfriend who also really loves basketball. But his really friend ended up flopping, basketball. so look. Look at that. Didn't your friend end up flopping? Yeah, but exactly. he, no, but he did that, like... Out of his own self, he's like, yeah, like, I would roll, but, like, yo, just take a, just take someone else. Mm. Like, he would have went, but he recognized the situation. He's like, yo, just take someone. So who are you going to take? Because it's, it's coming up. That's, that's, but y'all are just going to have to see me at the game and <laughs> see who's there, you know? I mean, but, um, yeah. gonna be the man so on the anyways, jumbotron with his arm around the shorty, and then, and then nah, that would he's never happen. Take it off. <laughs> that would never happen. I am not a, I'm not a PDA type of person, so my arm's not even gonna be around no shorty. In the, anyways, I was telling the story. So I won the tickets, right? I hit Zoe, like, yo, all right, cool, boom, we're gonna go to the game. Um, I link up with who I'm going with. We go downtown, park, walk into the stadium, and I'm talking to her, and I don't know why I said this. I was like, yo. Imagine if something, like, wild just happened and, like, we just couldn't go. Like, the tickets were fake or something. She's like, oh, don't jinx it. I'm like, ha, <laughs> laughing it off, whatever. I'm, so walking into, I'm walking into the arena. Now I wasted a fit because I'm seeing people. People are hailing me. I'm doing whatever. So I pull up the, the tickets on my phone, right? I walk through. We get padded down. Pull the tickets on my phone. I go tap it on the little thing. I go to start walking, and I just feel like an arm in my chest. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? They're like, oh, it didn't, like, it didn't go through. I'm like, what do you mean? Tapped it again. They're like, oh, um, this is the wrong game. I'm like, what do you mean it's the wrong game? They're like, yeah, see, the date says April 28th. I'm like, no, but it says, I, I will literally show you the ticket so you can see where the confusion lies. I was like, no, but it says Round one, game three. They're like, yeah, but it's home game three, which is technically game six. I'm like, how do I have how tickets for a game that doesn't exist yet? <laughs> this was game three. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. They're like, yeah, you know, there's nothing we could do. It was like, blah, blah. I'm like, so then I hit, like, the person who gave me the ticket. I'm like, bro, like, this is the wrong game. This is not game three. This is game six. They're like, he's like, yo, okay, I'm going to reach out to the company that was doing the thing. He's like, yo, I'm sorry. They bought the tickets like weeks ago and they thought it was da 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 because the, the raffle was for game three. It's not like the raffle was for game six. So I'm not even looking at the tickets that they send me because, of course, I'm just going to assume that the tickets are for the game that they advertised. And, and you're with a shorty and you got and, and the ticket single. This is what I'm saying. But, no, no but the only I, reason it wasn't that bad is be, like because of who the shorty was, like it wasn't like you know we're we're cool yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it wasn't of course I'm like oh my gosh what but if it was like certain people I would be like oh my god this is the most embarrassing moment <laughs> in my life but it wasn't <laughs> one of those but like at that point yo and, and I really try to and I really try to not be negative but at that point I'm just like yo of course I was like this is just how my life goes like I can't nothing can just happen smoothly for me like there always has to be some sort of like hiccups and road bumps. Why can't anything just happen 
the way it's supposed to happen. That is nightmare fuel, and like I'm really, I, I'm sorry that happened. Oh my god! <laughs> so oh, then, please, the thank you. First world so problems. Then, I'm sorry, Jasor, that you you mixed up the dates for fucking that. 100 level tickets to the Raptors. So then, I'm like, wouldn't yo. wish this upon my worst enemy. So I'm, oh then I'm like, god. yo, these guys better win these next two games. Because if I don't get to go to this game, heads are going to roll, bro. Bro, like, it's funny. I told the people, too, I was like, yo, if they don't win, you guys are sending me the money that you get refunded for this ticket. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. like, there's no, like, oh, sorry, my bad. I need some sort of compensation for the emotional distress and the gas to drive all the way downtown and parking. parking. I wasted a whole fit fire. I cracked out my threes for the first time. First time they ever touched pavement. And I can't even wear them again now. Like, I was fresh. I need a haircut now. I can't get a cut till, like, Friday. Like, it's just, I'm going to have to wear a hat to the game. Like, it's just, there's so many things that I was just like, yo, this is insane. But they pulled it off. There's going to be a game six. You must have been stressing game. Oh, yo, my it's God. funny five, because bro. I was text. I was sitting at game the actual game. I have a three. story like this. I need like to share first out game before. or first home game for Toronto, but actually game three in the series. I was there and I was texting like, bro, because we lost that game by Joel Embiid hitting the fucking three at the buzzer beater. And I texted him like, yo, I'm like, respectfully, you're not even going to see game six because we might get our asses swept with the strongest broom. But like you said, they pulled it off and now we're up. We're not up, but it's three, two. We have the momentum. We have the momentum. Scotty Barnes is back. The team is looking good. We figured out how to lock up Embiid. We figured out how to lock up Maxi. And Doc Rivers is the other coach. So and just- Doc Rivers is the other coach. And Doc Rivers also has three other instances where he's Book blown saying. a 3-1 lead. So, all I'm saying is, if we win game six, I strongly we believe win, we yeah. can win the series. Yeah. I think we, yeah. I, I don't think it's absurd to think that. I strongly believe it. And also, I feel like this series, like this basketball first round playoffs has been super unpredictable, especially with the Brooklyn Nets getting swept. swept. I mean, unpredictable. I mean, Boston's an amazing team. Obviously, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are fucking playing their asses off. But to get like to sweep KD and Kyrie. The team that was projected to win. The championship to sweep KD and Kyrie, I think, is nuts. But with my take, and people were like, "Really? Why do you think that?" I think Steve Nash needs to get fired. You think so? Yes, Steve Nash needs to get fired. Kevin Durant can stay. Kyrie needs to go because if Kyrie wasn't pulling that whole part-time shit, blah blah blah, they wouldn't even have been in this position going into the playoffs. I believe, and also Ben Simmons needs to fucking go. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons has not played basketball in what a year and a half. He oh. doesn't want to play. That's fine. You don't, yeah. At this point, you don't want to play. Doesn't want to play. If I was so you're my jamma. At this point, I take it as you don't want to play. So don't take up space on the team. And that's not even me coming from like a hate. Like if he has his mental issues or whatever, that's fine. But clearly, you don't want to play. You didn't keep your body healthy in the last year or so that you weren't on the court. You should have been doing that. If you were serious about demanding a trade and going and, you know, winning a championship, you would have kept your body healthy. You would have been in the gym consistently as what a normal professional athlete, like Colin Kaepernick. That If you put Colin Kaepernick on the field probably tomorrow, that man is ready. Mm-hmm. And he says it every interview he does. He A team needs to pick him up. He hasn't played football in what? 
years. Years. What, four plus maybe? Like five years, yeah. And that man is physically ready. Ben, there's no excuse to me why Ben Simmons shouldn't have been physically ready to play. Mentally, I understand. You went through some shit. Your teammates kind of played you. Your old coach played you. Okay, you should have taken a few games to mentally adjust if you could have. But physically, you should have been fucking ready to play, period. So the fact that he treated those sidelines like a fucking fashion show on the Brooklyn Nets. He's been Nets, getting his fits off on the sidelines. For the past, with him him with his chains and his glasses for the past how many games? Get that nigga out of here, bro, respectfully. Yeah, because I heard that, like, the team, like, they're not even jacking him no more. Like, the his teammates are like, bro, this guy like, is like. Why, why did that whole hoopla happen? But the, the whole big-ass James Harden trade, that included fucking Seth Curry. Who else was on it? It was Seth Curry. Um, James Harden. James Harden. Who else? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember who. I else. think it was just. No, it no, was, no there was, was someone else from Philadelphia who came. Was there? Yeah, there was yeah. definitely. I I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember who. Either. But point is, I think yeah, respectfully, Ben Simmons, he he got to go. Okay, just let me. I I actually agree with you, but I want to devil's advocate a bit because I do hear a narrative about this that I do think is interesting about. Ben Simmons's mental health and how much of an issue that really is. Like, yeah. people are kind of saying, like, we're going to think about this in five years, and there's going to be a different perspective on players' mental health and like how the, how ready they are mentally to be able to play. And we're going to look at Ben Simmons and be like, the organization maybe wasn't fair with him. You know, was, do you do you think that there's more merit? Do you think people are not really kind of considering Ben's mental health as? Because it, because there's also I saw Mucho kind of tweeting about this too. Is that you know they're NBA players, they make millions of dollars, they're privileged, so we tend to not give them as much credit or grace when it comes to mental health. Right. Uh, I don't I'm, know. I feel like and oh, and by the way, it was James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two. Andre Drummond. Yeah, yeah Drummond. got it. But no, Shaq even said it, and I kind of agree because I did play basketball in a past life. Mm-hmm. Shaq literally said, yo, like, Hoopers, like, we know what that is. Like, he says he's not ready, but, like, if you played ball, you know what that is. Like, he's just, he doesn't want to play. Like, he's, I don't think, I, and obviously we don't know, but I agree where I don't think it's, like, a physical thing or a mental thing. I think he's just, he doesn't have, like, that competitive fight. Like, he doesn't want to play. He literally just, it's like when you're playing and your team's getting blown out and you fake an injury so you don't have to play the rest of the game. Like, he just doesn't want to play. And the thing is, that's fine. But you're gonna get off the team. I think that's fine, and I'm not here to force anyone's. Men- I'm not here to force anyone to. He needs to play. Yeah. He's making this money. Yeah, you can be mentally, you know, not able. That's completely fine, and I'm not gonna harsh you for that. But you cannot stay on this fucking team when other people are trying to work their ass off to win a fucking championship. I agree. That's not fair. Because another example of this is uh, Derek Rose. I don't know if you remember when he played on the Cavs when Kyrie had left, and it was just Braun and yeah, you know, and he just stopped playing with the team he completely was like okay i'm being a distraction and he ended up like leaving the team and i feel like that's probably the best course of action you're right yeah it's unfortunate as that. But because the brooklyn nets they were supposed to be first of all like between when james before james harden left they're supposed to be like the next big dynasty. thing dynasty super team you know what i'm saying but I on also, paper they look amazing i also feel like they kind of choke though too like we call these two guys the best players in the world the two most skilled players in the world Kyrie like, and kd they were there they were ready to play they were like i guess kd's coming off of you know a really serious injury from two years ago and Kyrie was you know not was in and out the whole season i kind of feel like bro like can we still call the call kevin durant the best player in the world if he gets swept in the opening round and he has his co-star there with him that's yeah, what people like, are saying the lebron slander if this happened yeah. would be unbelievable right that's a fact 
I don't know I, what they're saying about him on Inside NBA tonight because yeah. I'm sure it's it's crazy. I'm sure Stephen A. was yeah. <laughs> you know ready for this, but the know. thing is, I understand that that narrative because to me, it's like. To, I can't call LeBron James the best player of this season because nigga didn't even touch the fucking playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, he's not one of the top players this season because you were literally not in the playoffs. So I understand the narrative of can KD be the considered the best player in the world right now if he got swept by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that was and bad. Marcus Smart. Yeah, I don't know so. if he is the best player in the world. I don't know. Mm. But the thing is, at the end of the day, sports is about who is going to take the title. That is what, at the end of the day, that is what sports is. Who is going to win the end? Any sport you play, whether it's fucking house league basketball or freaking NBA level. Who is going to take home that first place? You are literally working 82 games to secure the fact that you have the chance to take the... That is the end goal. That is the only goal. So if you don't even have the opportunity to make it to the playoffs, let alone not even get a championship, like what can you be considered one of the... like? Can Charles Barkley really be considered a top player? In, like individually, yeah, but but he doesn't have a championship. The whole point of sports is you are fight. You are literally is fighting it? and playing a sport to win a. Cha- to me, I believe yeah. that the end goal. If you are a real athlete and you are that competitive spirit, you want a fucking ring. You want a championship under your belt. Mm-hmm. At least when I played sports. When we used to go fucking tryouts, it was, we're winning this year. We're winning regionals. We're winning fucking provincials. That is the goal. They're not hearing anything other than we are going home with a gold medal. Yeah, but I think because there's other, like, intangibles, and especially in a team sport where you can do everything. Like, you can put up a 50-point triple-double and still lose because your teammates are joking. That has nothing to really do with you as a player. It like it does and it doesn't. It's it's a it's a yeah. gray area. But there's a lot that other people have and just other things that you can't control, like injuries, yeah, missed calls. I mean, sports whatever. is also like, politics like, too, like, yeah, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally, so, what we're no. politicking right now. Yeah. But I mean, regardless of that, Toronto looks good. The Raptors look good. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. We will see you guys on Thursday. We'll see you in Philly in Game 7. We are going to be in Game 7 because, like I said, everyone's been hitting me up like, yo, like, how's Toronto looking right now? I'm like, yo, Toronto is is strong. Like, I think this is, like, we are the strongest we've been since 2019, obviously, like, before COVID. But outside is looking very strong. The culture is looking strong. So, especially now with Rolling Loud coming, Mm. um... I think that that is personally, I think it's big for the city. I'm going to just say that out front right now. Rolling Loud announced today. Well, first of all, they announced yesterday that they were going to be in Toronto. And everyone was like, oh my God. First of all, some people thought that, so basically Rolling Loud posted like this cute little animation of the CN Tower and like the buildings and like the sky, whatever. People thought that the CN Tower was the tower in Seattle. Seattle. I can see. That's can you? Because I can't. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how on. anyone's mind went to Seattle. I didn't think that, but like the Seattle needle is similar, and it was very compressed. And I, that's funny that people thought that. People <laughs> genuinely like, wait, Seattle? And I was like, are you guys kidding me right now? Yeah, but you know, Americans and geography aren't really the they best. aren't. They aren't. But regardless, so Rolling Loud is coming. So yesterday they announced it's coming to Toronto, right? Boom, crazy. I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, is this their first show outside of America? 
Uh, Did they do a UK one? Yeah, why do I feel... I don't think there was a UK, but I feel like... There was an let international me check. one? I don't... Okay. I don't know. I, th- I think it you is. fact, check that for me. Yeah. But anyways, it's their first show in Canada. We know that. Yeah. It's the first Canadian show, Rolling Loud. Rolling there was Loud. a Portugal. Or wait, oh, no, really? They're supposed to. This that. says Rolling Loud, Portugal, July 6, 2022. I swear it's because of COVID. Oh, like, no, okay. That's this, that's this year. That's this year. So that's oh. right before us. Okay, cool. Regardless, it's their first time going to be in Canada. Rolling Loud is probably one, not probably, isn't like the like number one hip hop festival? Like hip-hop, largest hip hop festival. Yeah. festival? It's not okay. Coachella, yeah. but. Yeah, so hip-hop it's the festival, largest yeah. hip hop festival and mm-hmm. it is coming to Toronto, right? I, je- like my personal views on this is I think this is great for the city. I think Toronto has so much culture and so much talent. Like you said, whether it comes to press and artists and all that stuff, I feel like Toronto's definitely underrated and I think this will definitely put a spotlight on us. Um, People, at least on my timeline, were like sort of negative about it when it came to the lineup, right? They were like, oh, I'm not going to name names, but oh my God, like, why the hell is this person on it? Like, I'm not going to pay money to see this person and why did we choose this Toronto artist and blah, blah, blah. How I see it is, at the end of the day, there's headliners, right? Then there's like the first tier, second tier, and you obviously like visually from a marketing standpoint, you have your head, so you have your big names, right? Day one is Dave. Which people did not, we'll get into that after. Day one is Dave, day two is Future, day three is WizKid. Those are our three big headliners. And from a marketing standpoint, the names slowly get smaller in font based on popularity. the popularity, right? So, me being, if I wanna go to Rolling Loud and I love Day, Future, WizKid, Migos, fucking, who else is there? A Boogie. A Boogie. Um, why am I blanking? Bia, Migos, Bia, BG, um, the the UK man, Central C, unknown Skepta, T, Skepta, Roddy Ooh, Rich, yeah, Ruby Rose, Yachty, whatever, Yachty, yeah, Trippy oh Shensia, yes, okay, so whatever. If I don't want to see Zoe's friend, Mariah the scientist. If I don't want to see, <laughs> why are you calling my friend? I I'm not a. There's no backstory. I personally just, I don't listen to her music. Oh, Everyone's yeah, like, oh my God. I get and I'm like, I just, I've never clicked with it. Not in a, I sure she's talented, but personally I've never, and I've seen videos of her live. I'm interested to see how she performs live. Cause I've heard mixed reviews that she's really good live and that she's not very good live. I don't know, but we'll see. Point is people were really like negative about the Toronto artists that were chosen. To me, it's like, okay, I may not listen to or like, this person but no one's forcing me to go to that stage while that person is performing you know what i mean this is also going to be a good opportunity to see okay which toronto artist can hold a fucking stage which toronto artist can come out and maybe not necessarily be known by everyone but can maybe have people download their songs at the end of the night that's how i see it mm-hmm. but people are like i'm not paying my money to see this girl okay well don't go when she's performing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like why that's, that's not my problem like why do people have to be so bad mind when it comes to these things, okay, they had an opportunity. That's great. But you person, no one is forcing you to go watch that person perform. That's true. I From think what I understand, how Rolling Loud works is, is there are multiple stages, right? Yeah. And people perform at different times. If I don't like, if Tresor is performing and I don't like Tresor, I'm not going to go to Tresor's stage at 6 p.m. when he's on. Simple. So why is it a big deal? I said, like, oh my God, this whole show is going to be shit. And no, 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 this is like so stupid. For- why? I think it comes from a couple different places. I think one aspect of it is there are certain people 
that people felt should have been there that aren't. And there could be various reasons for that. Also, guys, you guys have to keep in mind, some people literally could have just said no, like they don't want to do it. Some people, maybe their schedules weren't right. They're on tour already. Maybe the bag wasn't right. And then also that too, you guys, the small, small names, I hope you guys know that in festivals, especially Rolling Loud and stuff, everyone that's performing was not selected to perform. You can pay to be on Rolling Loud. You oh, have to be, really? You have yeah. to be, like, accepted. Like, they have to, like, approve you. You can't just be a random person. But you can pay. Everyone was not chosen. They did not reach out to everyone. Your people's PR teams probably reached out, like, who got the inside scoop. And, reached, like, yeah, people pay to be on Rolling Loud. Yeah, everyone did not get chosen. Yeah, it's def- yeah. there's definitely yeah. politics. If you're signed to a label that has ties to whoever runs the event and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. that. And then I think because there's a lot of people on there on the festival lineup that in Toronto aren't even allowed to have shows. So people are kind of raising an eyebrow mm. on how that's going to work. And I was too, because if your show is getting shut down and also rolling loud if you guys don't know, is notorious for people getting arrested at Rolling Loud. Oh, like really? Artists, artists get arrested at Rolling Loud. Like, the police meet you at Rolling <laughs> Loud. They know that they're going to be there, and this is where they're coming to arrest you. Yes, like, that's a thing. People oh, get arrested at Rolling no Loud idea. all the time. So it's like, why are all these hood artists who don't really, like, have the most positive name around them and have things going on, how is this going to work? I think that's a big thing that people are... Talking about, yeah, like yeah. the politics of how is it, like literally, how is it gonna work? Because some of the people you're like, they're performing, yeah, and they're performing. Well, it's funny because when I, I, I'm excited for it. So when I posted it, uh, like a few people, one of them was your friend, was like, yo, like Toronto police are going to be very active, yeah, for sure. And I was like, seriously, he was like, bro, Toronto police is gonna have that whole event lined up, cuffs out, and I'm like. I hope that doesn't happen, but I actually, I really didn't know that artists have gotten arrested at Rolling Loud before. I had no idea. All the time. All the time. You know the Jimmy Butler meme? Like, of him tired? That's going to be Toronto police. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. They're going to, either, like, the security and police is going to be OD, or a lot of these people are not going to be able to perform. It's one of the two. Shit. And a lot of, and police like to do that. They'll wait till, like, the day before, or the day of, and then tell them, yo, they cannot perform. And the, the... Um, festivals work in conjunction with the police, obviously. Mm-hmm, they have to. Yeah. So if the police the tell you large. this guy is not performing or this whole thing is not happening, you're out. And you're not getting your people who wanted to see that guy. You're not getting your money back. You're yeah. out. So I'm, I just want to know how this is going to happen. There's definitely some people I do want to see, but some, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen. To me, it's like... Like I said, I said what I like. I think it's gonna be great, blah blah. blah. Um, it's definitely gonna have, it's gonna teach Toronto artists, I think, a lesson on like, mm-hmm. yo, are you popping or are you not? Like, this is gonna be a it's huge test, and I think it's gonna sure. be yeah. great. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a teaching lesson. It's gonna be like, yo, like, do people a actually fuck with you? Or, I mean, humbling for some, hopefully yeah. not a lot <laughs> for some, because a lot of people, yo, like, you are gonna see it, who has stage presence and who can actually put on a show and who yeah. can actually like. Do their thing. Like yeah. You're going to really notice it now. But on the on the flip side, Dave, and I love Dave, okay? I listen to amazing. Dave. I think he's an amazing artist. I love him. I think he's so cute. 
and I think he's so talented. Like my friends and I will watch Dave videos on YouTube just like in a row. Just like, oh my God. Like I love him so much. And the he's amount a, and he's a really good guy. Like I I've never met him personally, but I know a lot of people that are really close with him and everyone just like he's just a really, really cool, down to earth, cool guy. Yeah. Doesn't I really think he's lovely. Out. I don't know him, but I he looks lovely and he's a very lovely rapper. But point is, the I literally tweeted because I've seen Future Live, you know what I mean, multiple times. I'd also go for WizKid too, but I love Dave. So I tweeted, I'm like, bro, like realistically, I will really attend Rolling Loud for Dave. The amount of people on my timeline who did not know who Dave was was mind boggling. Like, so first of all, Dave's letter, his name was in big bold letters on the first day. It was the headline. <laughs> How are you guys telling me you don't know who the fuck Dave is? Because people only listen to trap, trap, shoot him up music. That's it. That's all they know. Like I, I was, I'm like, bro, I'm like, is he, is he that low key of an art? Like I was confused. I'm like, is he that underground that people really don't know who he is, or people just really just don't listen to like UK or like him? Because I think yeah. he's fairly big. He's worked with he a lot is. of big names, like him and Drake. Drake he did is. a remix on Wanna Know. Like he's worked with Stormzy. Like what? Wh- <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, Why people just those burn a boy like location UK was music. a huge banger. Why are we not knowing who this man is? <laughs> I like honestly, I think it's a discourse I hear a lot from Americans whenever they talk about UK artists and not. Being this was a lot of Toronto people I know too, this was, this, but I think it's the same thing. A lot of people will say like, "Oh, I can't understand what they're saying," and just the accent is too much for them. And it's yeah. like I feel sorry for those people because they're missing out on some very, very great art. Some of the best rappers in the world, like Dave, are from the UK, and I just think they're. It's it's unfortunate. The best rappers in the world. Some of the best. Yeah, I think I think they. Yeah. UK music is probably like on a rank, like the most that I listen to. Also, right like now. I feel like it's so influential too because everybody, especially New York, is doing the drill, drill, drill drum patterns. And I swear to God that that was called grime before it was drill and everything. That whole nah, the drill, know? like drill, is a separate Correct genre. Me if I'm but wrong, drill, yeah. like the original drill, was like quote Chief unquote, Keefe was Chicago Chief Keefe, But like the drill that like New York. Took and interpolated is, it is not just grime? UK drill. Nah, it's a different. It's the same. It's it's different, but it's close. It's like the same BPM, but it's a different style. But it did originate from London. Like mm-hmm. UK drill artists are the ones that Pop Smoke and Fabio and that, Chef G yeah. and them took the influence from. They were using the their producers for the songs. Because think about it too. Like, do we see like? Dave and that headlining other Rolling Loud sets, you know? Yeah, Dave. Uh, Has he headlined other Rolling Louds before? I, no. Because I feel like it's because no. Toronto and there's such the UK-Toronto connection yeah. that he, they would make him a headliner. That's true. But Dave still is, people don't he's know. He's headlined other festivals, but I don't think any, like, Rolling Loud. He was just at Coachella, but he definitely wasn't, like, the headliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I saw footage from that set. Yeah. I... I was kind of mind-boggled. And he can perform. Dave puts on oh, yeah, a I've really seen good videos. show. Yeah. And he actually raps. He's not one of those people that has the track playing in the background and says two words every six bars. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people on this lineup are going to do that, bro. <laughs> you have to actually perform. Yeah. Well, the thing is, being a performer and being an artist are two different things. A lot of people can be artists, you know, they can be in the studio and read off their phone and auto-tune and whatever. But, yo, to be a performer is a whole different beast. A whole different beast. And a lot of artists cannot perform. Mm -hmm. A lot. And I think that's, like, okay. You know, it's hard to be a double threat It's not okay. 
Well, that, I'm, that's I'm, a part so much of, of your so much of your revenue comes from touring and comes from performing. I know, but I just think every great like artist, you can't expect everyone to ha- like the quality of their music to be the quality of their performance. Not everyone yes, actually, I think but so. I don't know. It's a part of the I game. don't know though. I will challenge you to name me one of the biggest artists well, that you, doesn't have a good show. You can't show. be one of the biggest or consider yourself the best if you're not also a, like a double, triple threat with, yeah, as a performer. I'm but I'm saying you can still make great shit and be regarded as a good artist and not have the skill set to be a fantastic performer. Yeah. It's like... it's but like who? Name someone who has... like who's no, Summer Walker like, makes amazing music and is not the greatest performer. Or it's like NBA Youngboy. He does the most streams out of anybody, but he hates performing. He never does People shows. People on this set, on this on this list, Migos. I've seen Migos live. I don't think they're the greatest performers. I enjoy their music. They make good music. I feel like Offset's a good performer. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel I, like separately. Offset is a good performer. He's done some award show performances. Definitely. I think they just need more stage presence, but their performances aren't bad. Like Quavo can perform but mm-hmm. it's just they're not they're them are just they're not like lively people so right right it doesn't really translate but yeah there's okay. a there's a couple there's a couple names on this list that will stay redacted that are like wow <laughs> yikes and you guys can piece together who it is just from your timeline yeah, yeah. the, the yeah, people yeah. that everyone is saying yo why are they there what are they going to perform? Like I said, to me, it's like, yo, kudos that you either paid to get on this lineup or you got reached out to. At the end of the day, respectfully, if you're not for me, I'm not going to walk over there and go to your set. I don't care. Word. You know I'll, what I, mean? I will come back at 1030 when Dave is on. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's like, I don't care to like hate on this person. or like, yo, why are they coming? I don't give a fuck. I'm just not. If I don't fuck with you, I'm just not going to be. In your audience, mm. simple as that, and I'm gonna leave it as that. I have every right to not watch you perform. And then people that's gonna be your go, your drink break. And then yeah. people were saying, "Yo, why isn't there more bigger Toronto artists? And why aren't Toronto artists doing X, Y, Z? We should have our own blah blah blah." But we literally have Manifesto, and people aren't really jacking Manifesto. Like Manifesto is trying to become something that puts on four Canadian artists. Right. And people, I think it's one of those things where it's like everything in life, but especially where Toronto, where like, it's not cool until it's cool. Absolutely. So. Do you like, feel like they're getting their toes stepped on? Because Manifesto, you know, the premier sort of hip hop, you know, festival. I think, I think the, a little Toronto. bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think they have reason to, you know, feel. But and I'm the sure way they Rolling Loud, this, like the Rolling, the Rolling Loud account tweeted, like, who are some big artists in Toronto right now? It's like, oh, come on. You the know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. So and then and then even with that, you know, they probably asked certain entities or people who should we have on the show? Yeah. And and that is going to have a bias already. Right. You can tell who they asked. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> yeah. You can tell who was asked about this. And it just wasn't like, can we not know, be? Man. All the way negative though. Are there artists that you have seen on this uh, on this docket that you that you're excited for and happy for? Yes, definitely. From Toronto. Like from yeah. Toronto. Yeah. 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 I'd have to go look again, but there's definitely people that I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see Tia Banks. Tia Banks. On. I think. Yeah, I've seen. I've listened to a few of her freestyles. I think she's talented. I'm happy I think. to see Ar Paisley. Um, He's from Mighty. Saga. Right? Havaya Mighty also. Um, yeah. I seen Lola Buns on there. I follow. I follow her. She's pretty dope. Um, just there's a handful. I was hoping to see Northside Benji though. Me too. And I would say that. And Free A was a was a big. I was hoping to see Northside Benji. Yeah. That's when I was kind of like, ah, damn. But I mean, like I said, you never know what people Mm -hmm. deny or they can't. You know what I mean? It's not. It is what it is. And I and I also feel like everyone assumed like Drake would have been a headliner. 
Okay, before we move on to the next yeah, topic. That to me was very stupid because I thought that's just a layup. That's an easy like But Drake it's right there by the rim. Drake hosts and performs at his own festival every year. Yeah, but so does not so every does, year. But so does J. Cole. So what? You could do both. But it's re- the month before. It's literally like it's Caravan Weekend in August where Drake performs the first weekend of August and then Rolling Loud September 9th or whatever. It's literally the month of time. I, d- I feel like Drake performing would have been so redundant to me. Like like you literally, so if say Drake does do OVO Fest, okay, you do OVO Fest, you host this festival that you know is going to sell out in 30 seconds because it's you. You've been, This is like, OVO Fest is a staple for the city at this point. You know what I mean? It's how, how many shows are we in? Like 10, 12? 11, I don't know, close enough to like 11 or 12 years of this, right? It, what, it started t- 2010, no? Yeah. So what, 12 years of this, right? And so like, I just, why? I don't think, it didn't I make think sense for, me to the, for him to headline. I don't know. I think it would have because he, there's no way that this wasn't ran by that conglomerate. Like, like well, that there's a lot of OVO by. artists. I'm yeah, sure Drake exactly. has his foot He's in He's probably going to come out. There's all, like I what? Like Who's on there? Roy because, Woods, because Baca, it's the first Smiley. one. Smiley, TV Gucci, all OVO artists, yeah. and they're on the lineup. But also, I th- I think mainly because it's the first one in Toronto, people wanted to see him there. Come to OVO Fest, but the fest that he like, literally hosts. But that's the thing; everyone's not gonna go to OVO Fest. I what I will say is, I think a lot of people, especially Toronto, like people, everyone can't go to OVO Fest. That's what I mean. But everyone can't go to Rolling Loud either. Yeah, so if you can't go to OVO Fest, you go to see him at Rolling Loud. And I think they're mm. kind of different festivals the way they work. Like, and I also think, yeah, OVO Fest is very different. And it's yeah. also a little bit more, ex- I don't want to say exclusive, but. It is. There's less acts, you know. Yeah, I would say it's a little bit more. Actually, yeah, you're right. It is exclusive because there's less acts and Drake's not bringing out no one that you don't know. Respectfully, Drake's not bringing out no one that you are like, oh, why are you bring this person out? Every person that Drake has brought out of OVO Fest, you are screaming. But that's you what are a grown is, man, and you are screaming. It's it's Drake though bringing people out, not seeing every single one of them do their own set though. You know, but they do do their own set. Like he brings them out and they do a set. When he brings out Meg The Stallion, she does 15, 20 minutes. Like, or is it her one song? That, no, she does. I've been to OVO Fest, and when he brings people out, they usually do their one two song or their song with Drake, and then that's kind of it. You know. Well, I wouldn't say like 15, 20 minutes, but I would do them a song like three to five songs. Three to five? Okay. I think so, yeah. Because when Tiger came out, he did about, yeah, about three songs. Three or four songs. When Chris Brown came out, Chris Brown was the finale of OVO Fest Day 2. He had a good amount. He did a amount of songs. And I I think when he has that, because like he has like the main person he brings out at the end. I think when we won the championship, he brought up The weekend, you know? And The weekend did a whole set. Kanye one year did a whole long ass set. Rihanna did a long ass set one time, so... Um, they're different, but it'll, it'll be interesting. You can choose either or. They're both going to be expensive as fuck. For sure. Into. But I think that if people were to choose, like once, if they OVO. Choose, they would choose OVO Fest. They would, over, that's, that's my point. Loud. They would definitely yeah. choose OVO Fest over Rolling Loud because definitely. OVO Fest has that stable where it's like, bro, you're going to go to this show and you're going to see some big ass names come out. Like not even a joke. Like, I don't know what type of strings Drake is pulling, but I will predict, I think Nicki Minaj is going to come this year. I'll say it now. I predict that she will. And I said it to you, I'm like, I think Nicki Minaj is going to come for OVO Fest. I think. She's been doing a lot of stuff. She's been doing a lot of collaborations. She's been putting out a lot of verses. Her and Drake are, have been very friendly Back publicly on good, terms, yeah. on good terms. I think 
personally that that if it's not, mm-hmm. I would think that should be someone that he wants to have at OVO Fest because that would you know the barbs. Come on. Yeah. It would be cool to see a Young Money like reunion, you know? If you that could see too. like a bedrock performance that had Tyga, Wayne, and Drake and Nicki yeah. would be really I I'm waiting for that. If it's even a stage. Young Money reunion, that will blow rolling what I was called rolling water. Rolling loud out of the water. That's what I think I would think be really so. cool. If Drake was like, yo, OVO Fest day one young money reunion, how That's many YMCMB hats are you gonna see come back? He up? won't announce it though. It'll just he'll bring them out. It'll be a surprise, you know? That's how he yeah, usually does it. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be, but yeah, I think the the festival is a good thing. The part where I wasn't with it, what I was telling Zoe earlier in the day, I was like, "Yo, it's just gonna be, it's gonna the the weekend is gonna be so <laughs> long. Like this just gonna be so many. Is it a long weekend? So many. It's not. Is, is it Labor no, Day weekend? It's, it's September 9th. When is is that Liberty weekend? I don't know. I don't know. Let me check. Go ahead. But I'm at this long figuratively. Like, there's going to be so many people, and everyone's going to be running around. Everywhere's going to be packed. It's going to be mad, like things going on, mad Americans. And it's just going to be so much wahala going yep. on <laughs> that, like, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to stay at home, bro. Because this you is. You know, a, you're not. Unless it's like, see, this is one of them. This is what, what did they say? This one's for the, for the girls. This one's for the girls. The extracurricular activities after this festival is for the baddies, bro. This is not like a everyone's going to have fun this weekend. Yo, can we can we talk about that too? Because I feel like I was such a big concert goer when I was young, you know? Like, when I was like, yeah, I go to concerts. And, like, I feel like now, like, it's a grown man and stuff. To go to general admission, you know, at a concert, you know? Like, I don't you feel like we're... It's almost like going out, like, to the club when you were younger, you know? You would... You'd go on the dance floor and everything, but now if you go out now older, you need a section, you know? It depends. You can't. For me, it depends who. Like, it depends what show, who it is. Like, OVO Fest is one of those things where I haven't gone because I'm like, yo, I'm not paying to go to OVO Fest. I really want to go, but I feel like like me and, like, the position I'm at, I shouldn't have to pay to go to OVO Fest. Someone should... That someone, sounds very privileged okay, to me. And, and if it sounds privileged, then it sounds privileged. Blue check energy. Somebody... Check energy. Someone... Should be nice enough to let me come to OVO Fest for free. I feel like I've put in enough hours and enough credit in the city to where I feel like I should be able to go to these types of things. But certain con, like I was gonna go to the Blast concert. I would have been general. The what other concert? I was gonna. Were you gonna pay to go to that? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna pay. Pop Smoke concert. I've got a ticket. I was gonna go. Right. But that's the type of concert where you wanna be like in a crowd. Turning up, doing my drill dances. But that's what I'm what doing. A, a GA festival, though. Where <laughs> no, no, that's in insane. Eight hours. No, that's like, insane. You know? That's insane. I what I will either. say is, if I, I do, do go to Rolling Loud, I'm going to say this as humbly as possible. I need to be in VIP. Yeah. I'm not going to Rolling Loud either if I have to pay. <laughs> if I, not, if I, yeah. Respectfully no. and with all due respect, I have, there's certain things I have to be in VIP or I have to, you know, we got to work and get a media pass. We got to, you know what I'm saying? We are relentless diaries. Yeah, I mean, we're we're a big podcast in the city. You know what I mean? If they want to have some people on and they come through and we do a couple interviews, we bang out a few. If they give us a media pass, I'm all for it. And we can... But I cannot be in general admission. Is it all ages too? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, no brother. Getting bounced around. No. 
when Lil Tekka's on with 14-year-olds. Find me in the 21-plus section. Something yeah. something got to give. Nah, so we can try and work something out for the festival. <laughs> and then Zoe, as our OVO representative, can Stop try and work out. Me. Can try and work out getting us common folk into some of these events. I am common not. <laughs> I don't want people coming to me like, yo, I heard you're trying to. I am not by any way, no, by any by any means, an OVO representative. Where are you getting that information? The streets. <laughs> the streets say you are the OVO rep for for our our podcast. It's definitely not me. <laughs> I don't know nobody. I'd be at home. I digress. It's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If the one, if there's one time you need to use your pretty privilege, it's gonna be that weekend to help us. You want to know? But the thing is, to like, help us, not the, just for you and your friends, to help us. For the guys that I do know, okay, I I won't deny it. it probably is a little bit of privilege. Pretty, I can't speak. It probably li- is a little bit of pretty privilege, but. For the guys that I do know, they genuinely just like they fuck with me. Yeah, like they don't try. In, but you got into that position because you are a good-looking woman to I get guess. in that circle. But it's not like I never feel like they're trying to like get something out of me, or they're really trying to press me to like hook up with. It's more like yo, like I fuck with you. Like, what's your Instagram? Like, you know what I mean? Or like whatever. Like, hit me up if you want to go out. Like, it's cool. Like, I never feel like oh there i'm only around them because or i'm only around certain men because they want to fuck me or they only invite me to these parties because they want to fuck me. So like, oh like they invite me because like yo i fuck with you you know you, you and your friend are mad cool you know yeah, come through it could it, and i would personally rather it be that than them feeling like they can or they're trying to have sex with me so they're, they're inviting me all places waiting for me to put out you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'd rather be like the cool you know, she's she's cool. Yeah, she can hang, fine. she can kick it. But if you weren't good looking, you probably wouldn't be in this in that scenario. That's just the facts, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can accept your pretty privilege, like okay, y'all. You you use it, so you might as well accept it. Okay, fine. But how many over <laughs> under? How many parties are we gonna see Zoe at Rolling Loud weekend or OVO weekend? How long is the fe- three days? Three days. A different, good three different parties every single day. That's a good nine parties, right? <laughs> Hold on, I didn't feel like just three parties every day. You know, so setting up a, a good three brunch you know? day party, night party, after party for three consecutive days. Yeah, it's a good nine mansion parties. party. So we'll be up. Oh my God. Club one, club two, to the after party, to the mansion, embassy, so party. maybe four parties. Okay, four what? parties in a day. With with at least two or three other women by her side, zero men allowed. I can't and bring men. I know. If I'm not I show you to up to these parties with you, they're no gonna be like, "What the you fuck? to bring?" But no I'm one. just saying, of course, it has to be women by my side. Of course, they're not gonna be like, "Yeah, bring the niggas." What? <laughs> of course not. No one's gonna say that. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's gonna be her and the baddie friends, and you're just gonna see a a bust down Rolex in the background. First of all, I don't take Classe pictures. Azul. I don't take pictures at any of these things that I go to, unless it's a photo booth. Unless oh it's a photo my, booth. Oh. But that's the only thing I don't like. I'm not there like recording. Like oh my god! Like I just yeah. When you're around certain people, I just like yo. I just not gonna take my phone out because I. Just that's don't. the shake. That's the shake your head moment as a guy when what? you're on Instagram. And many men have told me that's how they feel. What when you, the when you see the black and white photo booth picture oh from like specific parties and like the shorty that you want posted that you're just like. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. 
You, you stop replying to you overnight. You feel it. Wake you, up. There's you Drake's driveway feel in the morning. It. Like it's okay. It's you, you guys feel are it. so annoying. The, the basketball, the basketball court yeah, is on the bro. story. That is the most notorious one. You see, I will. Girls actually that. post that. Oh, actually, I've seen girls what? post. I've seen actually that's a lie. I've seen. Yeah, I've a seen million. I've seen that. a million. That's how you know something's happening that day. Like we would never know that un- until we see it online. The photo booth and like the basketball court. You never know I'm there until the next day when I post my little black and white photo with no caption. It's cute. See, I, that is what me, I'm saying. What I is love the, a photo booth. That's one thing. But I love a photo booth. So if any event that I go to has a photo booth, I will take a picture. See, and this is what we were talking about. What There is no male equivalent to that. Like that feeling that we get when you see the shorty that you want at the basketball court in the photo booth oh my where God. we're like, ah, or like that, that insecure pain Stop feeling. looking for the male equivalent of shit. How about okay, that? But like, can we be <laughs> evil for a second and devil's advocate? Because, you know, uh, Drake aside, you know, basketball courts aside, you know, driveways aside, is there, you know, like the, the watch, you know, across the table and everything? What is the male equivalent? Like, what is there something that women see on a man's story that makes, you know, kind of in their chest makes yes, you sick? Yes, it's the nails I don't okay. across the table or it's a nails holding a wine glass i'm telling you and i've been that woman before i'm not it's not my proudest moment i've been that woman that's like okay let me look if he's eating is he across the table from somebody and if does this person have nails if this person has their nails done or if their hands look feminine i'm like who the fuck is that have you been the nails i have been the nails Ah. but there have been times where i've been the nails on an actual date and there have been times where i've been the nails as a pawn now Mm. There is people, this is going to be funny. I have guy friends who are just platonic guy friends and we'll go out to eat, whatever, whatever. And they'll be like, yo, like, like put your hand, like hold this glass right here and like put your hand here or like, you know, like put your hand on the menu or hold this wine glass. And I, usually I always have my nails done. So obviously you can tell I'm a woman cause my, or naturally probably assume that I'm a woman because my nails are done. You never know. But point is you're going to naturally assume that I'm a woman. And they'll take a picture of, like, me holding the wine glass, and they'll post it on Snap. Within, like, minutes, it's like, bing, 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 bing. Oh, are you on a date? Oh, who are you with? Who's that? LOL, blah, blah. Not knowing that I am not fucking this man. We are literally just friends. There are social media pawns. Are my friends evil for this? Of course they are. That's just them being mixed up to the girls that they're talking to. But I didn't know you supported your your man friends. Like <laughs> I do. I do. But the thing is, it's like... There are people do put on a show for social media to like try to get a reaction out of the men that they're talking to or the women that but they're talking I, to. But I still feel like that one is not as common and two doesn't hit the same as the sleeve with the tat with the with the watch across the table. It hits the same because like the yo, nails. Yes, because which bitch are you with? Who are you with? And why are you out to dinner with her? And why are you buying wine? I think it does hit the same. It's just there. It's easier it's for them to get off. Hundred percent. You know? Yeah, easier it's easier for them. And women are are probably gonna. As hide soon as that women see them. a fresh set in the background, they're like, "Yo, what the? F- is he with a girl?" I've is never. That a girl? Post- I think I, I might try that because I've never nails, done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done that before. I'm telling you, girls will be like, "Yo, are, the, are her nails done? Is that a girl? Zoom in. Is, is that a French tip?" But I feel, but I still, actually, I think the difference is women probably just hide that better. Like you could probably feel like that, but you might not tell me that you feel like that. But guys will, will more so make it known. That's not true. Cause a lot of girls will respond to the story. Like, LOL. I disagree. Yeah. I think men bother or their emotions. Who you with or LMAO. What is that? 
Or is that a girl? No, right, or are you with right. a girl? You better be with your sister. And because I've seen those feel, comments come in fact. in real time. I've literally seen you're right, you're girls right. hit my nigga up like, like I'm talking like maybe like eight, ten messages from different women. Like, what the fuck? You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I just feel like also I've always said that women are more emotionally strong than men. Yeah. So even the equivalent like still hurts more coming from them. Because Bro, we even, just can't handle it. in the background would put me into a grave. If I saw a girl, like, if she was, like, leaning over the table and, like, her titties were out in, like, a nice black dress, oh, my God, blocked. Oh, my God, blocked. Blocked. <laughs> blocked. Definitely You're not going to play ball? Blocked. Fight back, Zoe. No. no. You don't know. You don't want a woman to fight back because you will be crying, bro. Some dudes you do. Don't want, you don't want a Some woman to fight, want to fight if back. If I see like a, like a, like a Stand chest, up. <laughs> like sitting, and you see like some like a nice cleavage and like a black... I've blocked. definitely been... I've been unfriended because of stuff like that. Yeah. Like a girl like touched my... Like I was recording like this. I was in a club. And a girl like from behind the camera like... Like touched my face like this. Oh, I've been, I've done those ones too. Oh, she was oh, like the girls are cheese, bro. I've done those ones. Oh, girl. One thing about girl, we can be very sensitive. We can. But I girl still try to act like, oh, I don't care, bitch. You care. But I still <laughs> feel like they hide. Maybe I'm just talking for myself. Maybe I'm just emotional, cause, like, I'm weird. I'm a very complex individual. I'm like an onion. I have layers, you know. Oh, I'm brother. like the most nonchalant emotional person ever like yeah. i'm very That's emotional accurate. but i don't care at all but when i do care i'm very emotional mm, and i don't okay. like to and i don't like to get to that level so when i start getting that feeling like like when a girl starts to make me feel like i care what she's doing i i kind of just like i have to cut it off because like why are you upsetting me <sighs> so childish like no i, yeah, I don't want to do it to i don't like i don't yeah, like feeling insecure right especially if it's over someone that i know i don't want to be with yeah so why are you making me feel like this so now i can't rock with you no more because but how do you much. know you don't want to be with them then if they're making you feel that way that means that there's and something more there feel like this is and yeah that's not know? they're not making you that's this is just you yeah me feeling feeling this way, this way. yeah but you, but you can still like you can have a little like like thing for someone that you know you're not gonna be with that's your comfort zone, though. Eh? You stay there mm. in the light. You don't like. I don't know if I've that. had that yeah, like feeling with a guy that like I just don't really care for. Yeah, but you. Because when be I catch myself feeling that way, I'm like, mm. actually, maybe it's similar to what you're saying. Then. Yeah, I think there could be. I think there could be slight feelings, but you don't really like. You're not. You don't want to go all the way there. Right. But I've caught myself, and I've genuinely tried to sit down and think, like, yo, why does this person's actions affect me in any type of way mm -hmm. even though it shouldn't and especially and i think it's even worse it's different if a girl is trying to make you jealous or trying to make you upset then you can kind of at least see the motive behind it but when it's like a girl is just living her life and i'm over analyzing things and i'm getting upset on my own no all right this needs to stop <laughs> right now because i'm being insane like what am i really doing? it's a scary position to be in. it no, is no, no, no. it is that is fair and I, I still can't figure it out. I never got to the bottom of what is it that makes me feel insecure or uncomfortable about this person just living their life. Doesn't it just mean right. you like them? Like, I, I would think so. Yeah, I, I think it's simple. Yeah, but then what's the next course of action? If it's someone that you know that you like, you're, that's not what you're on. You gotta. You I, either ghost them 
or don't what? ghost. You gotta like unlearn. You gotta. It's like kicking a habit. Like, you know. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to to unlearn those ways. Cause it's just not like it's not something that I should be doing. <sighs> I mean that's fair, but um, before we move on, cause we gotta make our way down this topic list, I want to quickly revisit the fiasco that we started last episode. Right? We. <laughs> this time I was not involved Okay maybe not you started Maybe I don't think I started it either That was more of our last guest Carissa started I don't know you were pretty violent Okay so this is what I'll say Yeah you had a hand Last episode we spoke about you know And also I will say out front that I don't agree With the whole masculine feminine energy thing That Carissa was trying to argue I didn't really agree with it Cause I was kind of like mm, I don't really understand how that works and i don't really but whatever but i will stand on the fact of the whole like you know chivalry whatever the the chivalry the generous things that men do how i experience it different places right a lot of men it came back in the comments like because i said you know a lot of some men like don't send over a bottle of wine or offer to pay for a meal. Some men are like, oh my God. The bottle of wine they got hung there up are, on. There are niggas out here buying bitches bottles of wine. And I'm like, I do, to me, I don't understand what was so baffling that I said that. Like, why was it such a crazy thing that I've experienced men send over a bottle of wine to our table? Oh, that's from that guy sitting over there. Like, why is that? Why, like, I don't understand why that doesn't register to some men. Like, why is that such a shock factor that there are men out there that do that? I think to those men. <laughs> don't look at him. I, I think those men that find it crazy just like. Because the idea of that sending a bottle of wine at a restaurant, like, oh, I'm going to send the bottle to her, like. That 50, 60, 70 bucks for a bottle of wine at right. a restaurant or something like that. And I think um, a lot of men will look at that as like, I'm just going to spend all that money just to try and shoot my shot. Like, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I can only surmise that's what but they But why think, do you know? things need to be so transactional between men and women? I don't understand. That's how they feel. I think that's how they feel. They don't feel it's being transactional. See, I wasn't going to join in on this, but now I have to. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So so now, let me take my, now let me take my time to articulate this properly so you guys don't misinterpret what I'm saying. So I feel like there are times when women will choose when transactional relationships benefit them and don't benefit them anymore so in this scenario um a lot of people that talk about chivalry like what you're saying sending over a bottle of wine paying for the meals for whatever a lot of people attach chivalry strictly to monetary acts right yeah that's true chivalry is a spectrum that has to do with more than money but when people are talking about chivalry, a lot of times people are strictly talking about money. But then these are the same people that try to say that they can't be bought. Money doesn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. But if, if said money is a standard, you can't really say that because I can see, I can see how as a guy, maybe if you don't articulate it properly, how you can be like, yo, so is Zoe just saying that if I can't, because what if I want to? What if you and your friends are out? You guys are vibing. 
if I had the money, I would love to pay for your meal, mm-hmm. but I don't. But now that I didn't, you are going to think of me as less chivalrous than the next guy who paid for your stuff. I don't wasn't think so. really as connected to you as me. But and, and you can say that you don't think so. But at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of it has to come back to money. It doesn't. Well, to me, it doesn't have to, because like. Obviously, I was giving the example of like, you know, sending because that's I was giving example of going out and people were like, oh, why like you said people are like, why does it have to be about money? Because my example was going out. Usually when you're going out, you're eating, you're drinking and obviously you have to pay for that shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. That was the example of using money. But obviously you can be chivalrous in other ways. So it does come like to be chivalrous in a sense where you're like out. Like I've definitely like entertain men who like oh like hold the door for me you know what i mean or like they will wait or like oh can did you call an uber like okay let me wait for you and they'll like open the doors again the uber then i'm more like, oh like you know what's your name like we can exchange numbers or whatever, whatever that's another way too but i don't understand why when it comes to the monetary aspect of chivalry why it needs to be so one so transactional and two looked at like this crazy thing that like oh my god i can't believe niggas actually do that and when I brought up, there's actually a situation where some guys are going back and forth with me in, in the podcast DMs about when you buy, if you, for example, if you see me in the club and I'm with Cam, right? And you only want to talk to me. Do you only buy me a drink or do you buy me and Cam a drink? Mm-hmm. See, that gets difficult too, because I understand both sides. I understand only buying you a drink and I understand buying you both a drink. It depends on the game that you're trying to play. Because That's what I'm saying, but why do you have to think about it like that? Because, like, there, you kind of do have to think about it like that. Because I, think about it this way. Like, it, it all depends on context. I'm trying to talk to you. Cam is there. If Cam is being a terrible person to me, just because I want to talk to you, I now have to do something for you and her. She's a terrible person. So why, I, like... That I don't understand why is she a terrible person? Because no, why? I'm saying if in this scenario she's like being rude to me or like for whatever reason she's not being a nice person. Okay. And I don't feel like any sort of like positivity from her. Right. Me buying her something just because I'm trying to impress you is very disingenuous because it's just trying to like it's over. It feels like you're just. You're doing a lot to try to impress you. So that in that scenario, I can see why someone would not want to buy you both something. To me, I don't see it like that. To me, I kind of see it as a common courtesy thing. It's like if I like, okay, if you go to someone's house and I know that you and Chris, for example, if I go to your house and you have two guys over that I don't know, but I'm like, hey, I'm at McDonald's. Do you want anything? I'm obviously going to bring like, ask your other two friends too, even if I don't know them, I'm not going to show up with McDonald's for only me and you when two other guys are sitting there. I feel like it's a common courtesy thing. You know what I mean? And like, I understand I'm never the, I'm never, first of all, I'm this very clear. I'm never the woman to be like, you have to buy a friend, a drink for my friend too. I will never do that because I'm not telling you how to spend your money. And also I'm not an entitled person, but I will kind of be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'll just take this drink. But like my friends kind of just, sitting over there and there's been situations with guys and this guy i saw him at this party and he was trying to talk to me and he only gave me a shot from his bottle but i just felt weird like 
okay, see, let me just buy my friend a drink see, because you know I what I mean. See, but I think that is different. That's what I'm saying. It's context. If it's a situation where I have a surplus, like if I have a bottle. There's no way I'm only giving a shot to just a girl if she's with her friends. Impossible. Like, there's no way. Yeah. If I'm buying a drink, I might just buy you a drink because I don't have that thing on hand, you know? I can see how it's a little bit different. My thing is, you have the right to choose who, like, if you have the right, but you can't look at a girl. You can't be like, oh, like, why are you moving like that? If she chooses to look at you kind of weird because, like, oh, like, my friend, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, if you see that I'm with someone, you can't, I, to me, it's just like, it's just common courtesy to just not leave that person out. Like, my, my, my food example, if you are, if you are with Chris at your house, but I'm only coming to see you, I think it's rude if I just show up with a meal for you like does chris want a fry does but chris re- want a burger you know what i mean but real but think about it no but think about it realistically how many people think like that that's yeah. not a majority think, yeah. a majority like of that, people don't yeah. think but like that's that. my problem that's the issue i don't like, they're making it seem as oh then, you want me buying your drinks it's just common i'm not telling then, you to be out here and buy my drink but then it's a slippery slope then because now what if it's me and chris and cam and this person and that person and that you're gonna buy seven meals because seven of my friends are there you're not doing that you're not doing. I think it's that. courteous, but common. Like it's not. It yeah. yeah. You know. I don't know if it's. I think common it's. I think it's courteous to do, but if well, you don't do it, it's not disrespectful. Well, in, in that case, I wouldn't buy any McDonald's if it's like yo. I'm here with like twelve other people. I'm like okay, I'm not coming with any McDonald's then. But three or four, you're buying three or four people McDonald's then. Yeah, I'd buy like a one two. I'd be like, yo, what do you what do you guys want? You know what I mean? If it's like you plus two of your friends, I'll buy whatever, whatever. But I just think it's like you know, and like I said. Everyone has the right to do whatever they want with it. I just think it's like, I don't know. I look as like a common courtesy thing. It's definitely context. I think I think you were talking from the perspective of someone who's a good person and someone who knows that their friends are good people. You have to take into account the interactions that men have with women who are not good people. <laughs> and the, even some guy was like, well, if I'm only trying to talk to you, why am I buying your friend a drink? I'm only trying to talk to you. It's like, bro, so you're just only like... You're using the drink to uh, only talk to me. No. And like, that also, I hate too. That's like everything has to be so fucking mm-hmm. transactional. No, but also I think that specific scenario about in the club is a very specific one too because like we have said before, people can get used in the club. So if I was talking to you and what you What do you mean by used? Like for your, I'm, alcohol? I'm explaining. Okay. If I'm talking, if I'm trying to talk to you, and you know, girls girls have done this all the time. You've been with a girl that has gone over somewhere else to get drinks from someone and came back to you and gave you the drinks and whatever. I think you're kind of just trying to cut down on that, like just in case, because I think nightlife in general, people get used a lot. People get finessed a lot. Yeah. So you try to minimize that by only doing what you have to do because you don't want... because. How do I really know? If it's my first time meeting you, you could literally, you could be talking, we could be vibing, but you could have a man, your friend could have a man, you could be not interested in me at all. You just want to get this drink and keep it moving. So now I'm trying to be courteous. I buy all six of you with drinks. You say thanks and I'd never see you again. Now I'm like, 
Wow. And like, I think that's is it like that the, serious though? the risk and the mindset yeah. of a man who doesn't want to spend that $50, $60 on a bottle. Because I also seen comments in this video where a woman was like, you know, question for the men, just because I can buy my own bottle, why does that mean you can't buy me a bottle and match my energy? <laughs> and then a guy comments under that and goes, would you look for a guy who bought you a bottle if they sent it to you? And she goes, no, because if you're going out of your way to send me a bottle, why not also introduce yourself, you know, to if you're going to insert yourself in my night? And it's like... Kind of seems like she just wanted the bottle. But know? I mean, I hope if you're buying a bottle, it's, or if you're buying anything, whether it's a freaking shot, a bottle, a drink, a freaking appetizer for me, I'm hoping you're doing as way like, oh, like this guy over there, like point. I hope the bear's like, oh, this guy says, so I can go over and say thank you and start a conversation or whatever. You know what I mean? But I'm not gar- like, I'm not obligated to give you my number or, you know what I mean? Or sit and talk to you for half an hour. Like that is just your way of trying to get my attention. Right. But I don't, I think men see it as well. If I'm only trying to get her attention, I could only, I'm only going to send it to her. But what happens if she's Mm. not even fucking interested? Exactly. But I think, uh, uh, some women position it also in a way that this is the only way you are going to get my attention. Oh, that's not how it is for me. And if you're doing this on at a rapid rate, like multiple times, like multiple weeks, like, if you're one of those guys where if that's your game, like buying drinks, buying shots, paying for stuff, that can add up yeah. very quickly. And I think I think a lot of women don't really take that into account because a majority of the time in the dating scene, the woman is more often than not not really paying for stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you guys really register that, that if I'm dating and I'm dating regularly and I'm dating women... Let's say I'm dating women that are used to a certain type of lifestyle or that just like nice things, not even used to a certain type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That can get expensive very fast. I'm yeah. going on three, four dates a week to somewhere that's over a certain amount of money. Like you may not take that in because it's not a you, pro- a you problem, but how I act is going to be a direct reflection off of that. Like that matters too. Mm-hmm. If you're the only one I'm trying to impress, I'm, I might just go, okay, and all your friends go get something but if i have to do that times five now i might be a little stingy with giving an extra shot to your friend you know um, it just depends on the life that you live make a budget better i don't know stop dating so many things <laughs> the Mm-mm. fuck see <laughs> privilege like said, talking from some, privilege some women will be the type to be like yo you gotta buy my friend a drink too like i've seen women be like so you don't see my friend which i'm kind of like oh you know, that's a little, I, I wouldn't do that. But like I said, it's, but even if it's, it's for weird. them, cause a girl's done that to me too. Like a girl has told me, yo, my friend's interested in you. I went to go talk to her. We're talking, talking. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, give me your Instagram. She's like, are you going to buy me a shot? I'm like, oh, that's a little wild. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that's I took my phone back and I left. <laughs> that is a trans, that is a transactional. You think like your Instagram is worth a shot? That's kind of extra. If if you give me your Instagram and I want to buy you a shot after, cool. But don't tell me to get your Instagram. I have to buy you a yeah. shot. Are you insane? I will agree that some women do give the transactional vibe. Like, oh, well, are you going to get me a drink? Oh, you're going to buy me a bottle? Or, or you're going to do this? Which I'm kind of like, that's annoying. But I do, I would say that I do like to appreciate when men do that. Or any type of shit. Like I said, even like opening a car door or like holding the door or like making sure you get in your Uber making sure the address is correct, whatever, whatever. Like, that is stuff that I like. That's not monetary. Definitely. But you can agree that a majority of people, when they talk about chivalry, it's monetary. 
Nowadays, yes. So then yeah. that leaves out. So then, like, I can you see how that can leave out a portion of men that are not financially abundant. It can make them feel a type of way because now it's like, okay, now you're basically saying that I'm not deserving of someone because I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And that can manifest manifest in different ways, like how people are commenting and stuff. Yeah. But Stressful I mean, competing with scammers and drug dealers. Yeah, stuff, like, bro. like how Lil Baby you, bought his girl a hair salon. Like, I got to compete oh with these man. niggas, bro. Come no, on. Especially but, scammers that just yo. chop money and fling money. You can't expect a regular guy to compete with that. Listen, I've been out before. And and I've been like just my platonic friend. Like he invited us out and he was like, you know, you come bring all your girls. We're going out this party, blah, blah, blah. And before they even bought a bottle, he was like, yo, let me buy you and all your friend shots. There was probably like five of us, like including me, five or six of us, including me. And he literally bought us all a shot of tequila. But if he only bought me one and then my five friends, I didn't I didn't expect him to buy all of us shots, by the way. Like, I never asked him. I expected it. But he's like, oh, he's like, yo, he's like. Let me buy you a shot. He's like, oh, and call your friends too. Um, but if you kind of just only bought me a shot, I would kind of understand because there's five of us, but I'd still kind of be like, damn, like my five friends are kind of just standing there I watching definitely, me take this shot. I definitely understand. Yeah. But outside of that, um, I just think it's, things don't need to be so transactional and men don't need to act like men that do that are fucking pussies or yeah. tricks or whatever and, whatever. and women don't need to act like only men that do that are the ones deserving of love. Love, yeah, of love, and of Chucky love, Ducky. yeah. Oh dear God, that's how it be. Of love, deserving of love, anything, deserving of anything. Yeah, I've had a man who was very chivalrous, like outside of monetary, because he was from the south. Um, and I honestly wasn't even used to it. Like when he would, I don't have told the story before on the podcast. I probably have, but like when I was like with him, like spending time with him, like he would not let me touch a door. Like, every single time he went out, he would open the door. Whether it was a mall door, a restaurant door, car door, door to his fucking apartment. Like, he would open every single door. And to me, it was just like, though it was like the weirdest thing. Like, this nigga will not let me touch a door. And also, he would not let me carry anything. Like, if we went out to get food and, like, we're getting takeout and I went to, like, pick it up, like, I would, like, turn around and he'd, like, grab it. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. That way. But do you, so do you think as a guy... Like, you know, when you're trying to be courteous, do you feel like it's disingenuous when you're like doing too much? Like, like she said, if you're not that guy, but you're opening every door, you're carrying everything, you're standing on this side of the road, you're doing all of this. Yeah. Do you feel fake? No, because I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I like I, I like being chivalrous. I like opening the door and everything. And I like having those interactions. And yeah, I, 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 it feels very genuine to me. It's something I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Mm, and I know that not every dude's like that, so like I yeah. I understand where the where the complex because the, the like the the complex comes into play where it's like when people talk about chivalry from like a monetary standpoint, and you know the whole the Twitter thing of oh you never hear rich men complaining about spending money; it's only the broke men that complain about spending money on women mm. type thing. A lot of times people only say that, but they're not really talking about how some, not all, some of these people that have a lot of money and that are spending all this money on you and that if this is what you have in your idea as your idea of chivalry and someone wanting you, like they're not doing anything else for you. Like they're trying to buy you. 
They're right. buying you anything. Anytime they get you mad, they're buying you something. That feels more they, fake. They, than they, they else, try to. They want you to to give them a break. They're buying you something. Here, go on a trip. Go take this. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Paying for friends' shots like is something like maybe yeah. you have to do, but that that feels yeah. more disingenuous. Because I feel like else. people don't they don't take that into account. Like, okay, yeah, a man is spending all this money on you, but he's not really treating you that well. He's just spending money on you, and this is enough for you. Like, so you don't really want to get treated well. You just want money. And that's like a transactional. You want to be treated. Yeah, you want to be treated. Because then, if you want to get into the, like, men that have money, that treat you well, that are good people, that percentage gets very, 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 very small. So it's like, you have to be realistic, you know? Can I ask, Zoe, that guy that you said was very, like, chivalrous with, like, doors and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, did he have, like, scammer-level money? Like, was he... He was, like, a... Professional. So do you feel then that men who are more like that are overcompensating for the fact that they can't just throw money? But he, he had money. Because I am like that. I don't have money to just go and throw and buy your friends everything. But, like, I'll be very, you know, courteous about the door and, like, you know, be thoughtful. In no, that he sense. definitely had money. Okay. Because oh. money, money. He just def- didn't have, like, he, like, his profession was not yeah. doing illegal activities. But his profession did make him a lot of money. Because money can, now that I really think about it, money can make you look way more chivalrous and courteous oh absolutely because taking what if you want to see a girl yo i'm sending a car for you oh right yeah. Now. yeah yeah bro. for sure. you for like it'd be so easy for to you get to yeah. get into like your car and drive to go get her and then drive all the way back home in my head i might be like yo that's too much but if i can stay home and just send you a car she's gonna be like oh my god he sent me a car but at the same time i put in no effort for that but there is yeah, something to i be- can see how they can be masked there's yeah. something to be said about that, though, like going to go physically pick her up or something, like as opposed to making her a meal, as opposed to Uber eating her. Or something. You know, there's some. I'm I'm, some I'm not, at, I'm not at the making meals level <laughs> yet, though. One, because I'm not that great of a cook, but also it takes a lot of. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but a very. Uh, or moving on to a very. I guess it's still a sensitive topic that. Oh, fuck. So. <laughs> I guess it's a, why are you both drinking? You guys are so annoying. You might sip your drink at the same time. Anyways, um, because everyone's been talking about it and the interview is fairly new with Miss Meg the Stallion, mm-hmm. right? This case has been going on for like two years now. Um, we've definitely seen a divide happen. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, continue. You're looking at me like continue. you're about to bust a sweat. Like you're scared I'm about to say the wrong no, thing. No, continue. You can't say the wrong thing. Yeah, you, you're fine. There's nothing wrong that you're you can fine, say. Though. Trust me, there's nothing wrong you can say. Okay, so, you know, we saw her interview come out with Gail King, right? I did watch it. So, what I will say is people were, one thing, people were upset she even did the interview. I don't understand why. She had stopped looking at me like that. I'm, so l- I'm looking at her. Jesus. I, I'm, like, I don't think... There was an issue with her doing the interview. I feel like whenever something happened, like for example, Chris Brown and Rihanna, she did the Oprah interview. When something like this detrimental or like something of this magnitude happens, usually one party does an interview. I'm pretty sure Chris Brown also did an interview after. Yeah, he did like right? a CNN or something. Yeah, so that happened. So I don't understand why all of a sudden it doesn't apply to her. Like why is she interviewing? I don't understand why she shouldn't be. Whatever. So she did the interview. You know, she gave context of her side of the story, right? At the end of the day, it is her side of the story. Why I'm bringing this up is, you know, she did this interview. She gave her side of the story. 
And I'm not sure exactly when this verdict is supposed to come out or whatever. But what I will say is I don't want people to keep looking at this as a win-lose situation, right? People are looking at it as, well, Meg's going to win the case and then everyone who defended Tory's going to look dumb or Tory's going to Tory's going to win and get off and everyone is like Meg's a liar, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, this is a lose-lose situation for both parties. Yeah, It really is. And it's super unfortunate because it's a lose for a black woman because at the end of the day, a black woman left physically injured. Right. No matter how it happened, accidental, it was intentional, whatever. At the end of the day, she left with physical injuries. You can't deny that. There's medical proof. There's she left with physical injuries. Right. Tori, on the other hand, is a black man. I thought he was super talented, you know, also from Toronto or Canada. So a little bit closer to home for us. It's unfortunate that this happened and this is this could be detrimental his his career. Whether he gets off the case or he ends up getting charged, he's fucked both ways, right? This is a situation that unfortunately is going to hurt both of them, no matter what the verdict is. But I don't understand why people are trying to have this narrative of like, we got to pick a side or, you know, at the end of the day, I personally, I believe Meg. I'm going to say that. I believe her story. Does that have anything to do with me picking a side? To me, no. I believe her and that's it. That's all I have to say. I don't understand why I have to be like, oh, I believe her. I'm a, At the end of the day, I don't know for a fact what happened. None of us know for a fact what happened that night. All I can do is believe her story because at the end of the day, she was the one who was physically harmed. But I don't understand why people who respectfully don't know these two people personally at all were not there that night are willing to die on these hills. I feel like, okay, I believe her story. She left injured, and it's simple as that. I don't know why it has to get so nasty. You are right. <laughs> oh, my God. I think... Uh I think a lot of people, you know... <laughs> you are so annoyed. Tristan yeah. will not speak. He is like, absolutely not. I think, I think a lot of people... This thing is sweating. ...approach this crazy situation mm-hmm. that happened with, like, their mind made up kind of already. They were, alre- they were already on one side before yeah. this even occurred. And they're somewhat projecting, you know? Right. What, whether you believe Meg, whether you believe Tori, whatever your your narrative that you're rolling with uh, on this on this concept, I think people are kind of like, there's people that are like, oh, you know, Tori, you know, is a black man being done wrong, and they're going to die on that hill every single time. They right. don't care about Tori's music. They just go and look for stories where it's like this so they can get behind, you know, um, a black man being done wrong, mm-hmm. that, that narrative. And mm-hmm. then there are a lot of people who are like, you know, for black women and want to support them and obviously we know the mistreatment that black women face in the entertainment industry and just life in general so i think there's a lot of people who are advocates for that type of issue and aren't gonna like they're just already on that side there isn't really any like the verdict can come out and tori could get proven innocent they're still going to be on that side Mm -hmm. they may not even be that big of fans of meg the stallion i just think that's kind of where they stand on that issue. Yeah. That's why I feel people are so divided, so passionate, so emotional about this issue because it's very symbolic for a lot of different things. Like right. you said, Tori's a black man being, you know, in court right now, being persecuted, and Meg's a black woman who was harmed. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's a very emotional and passionate situation and that's that's why i see i yeah and i think that people need to stop looking at it so black and white because i don't think it is very black and white at the end of the day she did say that they were friends it's not like this was like a random guy or like they had beef and you know what i mean like they were friends and shit went completely left that night unfortunately that ruined their friendship and relationship but like i said there's definitely stuff that happen and i'm sure this is definitely ruined relationships for meg you know i know that like, people have looked at it very like i said there's stuff that we don't know i'm sure there's stuff that we don't know that's just naturally how these things work there's definitely stuff that we don't know because we weren't there but you don't know who was there that why they feel that way or whatever i'm sure meg has had relationships ruined and tori's had relationships ruined you know what i mean so like i said it's at the end of the day it's a loss for both of them because i'm sure there's people who look at meg sideways who used to fuck with her but look at her sideways and vice versa for Tori. Like you, like, unfortunately, like the situation, it's like, there is no win or lose. Mm -hmm. They're both in a really, really dark place from that fucked up situation that happened that night. But Meg was physically harmed, which kind of puts her more in that victim standpoint, which I completely understand, but it's still a loss on both sides. Cause no matter who wins this case, they still both went to very, very, very shitty, shitty situations. And they're both probably have relationships that have been ruined aside from their own. Yep. <laughs> well, since you're not good. Okay, what I will say, yeah, let's do it. what I will say is the internet and social media is just a place of extremes. It is. You have to be on a side. You're not allowed to be neutral. You're not allowed to change your mind. Right. You're not allowed to wait for things. It's what do you feel right now? What happened? You need to pick a side. Right. And that's a dangerous way to live because that's not realistic. Sometimes you have to process things. You have to look at things from different perspectives. You have to talk to different people. Like you can't just expect everybody to have a stance and stand on that stance forever Especially if, for people that they don't know and for situations yes, that they don't know for either. For people you don't know. And then look at that person who has the opposite stance of you as a bad person because they think the opposite way that, that you do. Yeah. Like, that's a dangerous way to think. And that's the way that the internet is going. That it's like, if you're not on my side, whatever buzzword applies to you, you are that. Yeah. And you're going to be labeled that forever, no matter what how many positive things you do after this fact, you did this at this time or you said this, then then you that's it for you. Yeah, yeah, you agreed with this and that that's it for you. And that's just a scary, yeah. that's a scary I thing. I just, I don't think there needs to be sides amongst strangers. I think both, like, both of them have the right to tell their stories. Whose story I decide to listen to is up to me, right? I might choose to listen to Meg's story and not Tori's or Tori's story, not Meg's, whatever. But- you know, they both have the right to tell their story. However people want to perceive it, they can. But the whole, like, sides thing and, you know, whatever, whatever, I, I don't get it. I All I have to say is I believe her and that's it. You can take the information how you want to. I'm That's it. There's no, like, I'm on her side and I'm going to die on this hill and blah, blah, blah. And every nigga who's not on her side uh, hates black women. No. Yeah, but like you said, I do think it is projection. Like people are just using this situation to get off what they feel about 
a particular group of people it just in general and i'm yeah. and i say that too not even to like be condescending to people who are projecting, you know? Because I think there needs to be people who are advocates for black women, you know? And I think there are people who need to be vocal about, you know, the way court systems treat black men, you know? So I understand. Like, I, I get where it's coming from, mm -hmm. you know? I totally see why there's the, the divide. Um, and it's it's not fun. Like, it's not like uh, there's mm -hmm. not going to be a W. No, there's going to be no winners here, you none. know? So mm -hmm. None. Absolutely none. I mean, like, yeah, I really don't see anything happening where they both kind of, I mean, maybe unless they, like, forgive each other or unless Meg forgives Tori see, publicly but then, but then even and they so, rekindle, do you think that would have people? No, it no. wouldn't because even look at, like, Chris Brown and Rihanna. I think like, people looked at it differently when they rekindled. Yeah, but people still label Chris Brown a certain way. But Even I think that label also came from because he continued to do. Mm -hmm. I feel personally, I feel like if it was that one situation that got really fucked up that night, and he had no other allegations, no other domestic violence charges, he wouldn't be as bad off, like yeah, as negative as he's perceived now. I think when he started racking up those more allegations, it was like okay, you know, clearly yeah. that this this wasn't a. I still think that even if Tori and Meg forgave each other, became good, like they were like the best of friends, people are still going to be on a side of, yeah, we didn't forget what happened and we're not letting that go type situation. Because people really go really hard for strangers. Like, right, I don't, right. I don't get it. But yeah, I don't think that's ever going to be completely erased. Yeah, I think, like I said, it's it's on the out. internet at least. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like I said, it, it's hard for both sides, and I really don't think people should see it as a win loss situation. At the end of the day, they, it's it's unfortunate, literally on both sides, no matter what the outcome is. Word. But that's all I can say about that. I'm not going to stress you guys out anymore about what you can say. <laughs> you both are over there, fucking sweating your asses off about saying the wrong thing. I think I did good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Not getting, not getting me today. Um, but also, what was I going to say? Oh, this OnlyFans. Okay, you made a comment, mm -hmm. and I that I don't agree with. <laughs> you made a comment off. Air. We do a lot of things off air, by the way. Okay, you made a comment off air and said that OnlyFans. I'm a, I'm a change it. <laughs> okay. OnlyFans is like. The SoundCloud rapper of like that side of life, like only OnlyFans is equivalent to SoundCloud rapper, to where it from was from a woman in a men's perspective. Yeah, it was something that people saw a small percentage of people do <laughs> that blew up, that people assumed was easy, that they themselves started doing right at a lower quality, did right. not achieve as much success but still think that they are gonna get to that top percentile level okay i see i can i can agree with that i can agree with that a lot of girls start only fans thinking that they are gonna run up a stupid bag like these small like percentage of women do like and chromas. that's not realistic you are a just an average person with no big platform, how do you imagine that you are going to make $50 million on OnlyFans like Bad Baby? 
I agree. What I will say is I feel like in order to be that successful on OnlyFans, you have to have a solid platform beforehand. If you have like tens and thousands of followers on Instagram or even like hundreds of thousands and then you're like, I'm going to start OnlyFans, you already have a solid following. You know what I mean? So it's definitely easier for you to start OnlyFans and make millions of dollars off of that. That's just common sense. So when women who have like, 200 followers you know I don't, i'm not here to like follower shame you know that sounds super like first world but you know women who have a smaller following try to like start only fans like yo it's it's gonna be i'm not saying it's impossible but it's gonna be very hard for you to make millions of dollars on only fans if you're only promoting to your followers of x amount that's not as much as tens and thousands or hundreds of thousands you know what i mean and the idea you to promote this shit mm-hmm. you can't do only fans and just put it on only fans who? How are you? Gonna, it's marketing. Who's gonna see it? Who's gonna retweet? Who's gonna promote it? Who's gonna tell their friend? I've seen people do that too. I've I know girls that have OnlyFans that like didn't want to tell anyone that they had OnlyFans. So how are right? you planning on making money? It, that's my point. You can't really do OnlyFans on the low. You can't <laughs> at all. You feel though it's like not if you want to make money at least. You think it's the size of the audience? You, you think that's more important? Because I feel like it's. You said it's. Uh, did you say the analogy that you feel that OnlyFans is more like... Uh, first, my first analogy, it was like um, OnlyFans is like going to the NBA. See, I think it's more <laughs> like being a drug dealer as a woman because I think it's all about clientele and who your audience is. I think you can have 10, 100,000 followers, but if you are like about health and wellness and like, you know, people following you aren't really looking at you half naked all the time, you may not translate as well on OnlyFans. I think if you have an audience of like men who are thirst liking you and everything like right. that like that's when you like that person would be great at OnlyFans you know mm. that uh so I think it's the type of audience yeah that's why it's that mainly like the you, Instagram you know? models that are kind of already like almost on that yeah. wave that are the ones that are able to do that type of stuff and that makes and, sense to me yeah. mm-hmm. because you already have that follow you already kind of like thirst trap on Instagram you know what I mean like at the end of the day anything could be a thirst trap anymore you know what I mean like I put on lip gloss and niggas are like oh yeah Oh my god! Oh my god! Like your lips, and I'm like, ew, nasty ass. But it's like, like anything can be. Like even I had a guy friend like, yo, you should make an OnlyFans just for your lips. Like just have an OnlyFans of just you applying like lip gloss. Don't look at my lips like that. Why are you squinting at my face? I'm trying to see like what they like. You know what the hoopla is about. I have nice lips, bitch. Like yeah, they're nice, but like, <laughs> like I. Nah, who the fuck is it? Like they're nice, but like, are they? Ten ninety nine a month, nice. I don't know about that. <laughs> They're nice. You're, you're a menace, bro. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a well, what do you? What lip content are you gonna do? I don't know. First of all, it was not my idea. Okay, I did not. Are we just doing like lip applying the, lip gloss, or are we doing like lollipops and bananas? Yeah, yeah. And bananas, and bananas, bitch. Bananas, popsicles. Yeah, like he told me cucumbers. that I should. You know, them type of things. Freezies, ice cream. Cucumbers? Yeah. Have a contest. See, like, you know. Don't be a You could start with. You could start with. Contests, bro. You could start with, like, you could do a gradual, like, food, see what can fit, like, type of contest. Start with, like, baby carrots, Vienna sausages, (laughs) celery, carrots, cucumbers. Bananas, uh, then you go up to like eggplant. Yam. Okay, this is why we got Tresor the Max contract, bro. He knows this industry Eggplants, inside and out. Yam, uh, you know, what What comes after yam? Squash, squash. Uh, some spaghetti squash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, things like that. See how far you could go. Papaya. Okay. Yeah. Papaya. I don't know how that turned into this. All I was saying, I remember what I was That's a good idea. Someone on OnlyFans oh, needs to do that. I was trying to prove the point. Don't give away my idea. What if I want? Are you going to do it? I would never. No, exactly. But point is, anything nowadays could be a thirst. Like I said, because like, Mm-hmm. A guy said I should start an OnlyFans just for my lips, and I was like, "That's kind of od," but whatever. Um, but like I said, anything can be a thirst trap. So if you are a woman who has, you know, five hundred thousand followers, and you know you posted a bikini pic once, there you go. I'm sure you have a market already. Yeah, yeah facts. But Simple. also, I think bad baby making fifty mil is just a testament to how creepy people are. Oh, absolutely, because. That too. She made that much because people want to see her. And like, she looks young. She is young. People want to see, like, that young-looking child which I doing think is whatever super she's gross. doing, which yeah. is nasty. Exactly. Very gross. Which is nasty. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why she made so much money, because so many people wanted to see this young girl doing whatever she's doing. Yeah. One of the bad adverse effects, there's a lot of 18-year-old women that were, you know, pushed and thought that they could be, you know, an OnlyFans creator and... It didn't really work out yeah, for them. No, now no. people in your school all have your news. That's why I think you should be. It should be twenty one. The age to make I agree. fans. You know, I agree. Yeah, because I yeah. If you're I posting so. like you know content like that, pornography. Yeah, yeah. porn content, then. sex work. <laughs> then you think you should be twenty one plus? I agree. I do think so. Eighteen year olds, you know, doing that, it, it gets it's dark. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's it crazy. is dark. And I'm like at 18, like I feel like you might regret it by the time you're like 22. Like, oh my god, I was 18, I did that shit. Like, fuck. You probably will. Yeah. What are we at for time? Because I can't by our new setup. I can't see. Oh, we're at two hours. And then I wonder if people think of the effects that it has on other people, like that guy, like the guy who's said his football team is always talking about his sister's OnlyFans. Yeah. And I seen the OnlyFans, and she's going crazy Crazy. on there. Oh, is she? Yeah. Wild. Really? Going crazy on there. Like so I, I can't imagine like pussy lips out. Yes. Yeah, Ooh. like having sex, sucking dick, like catching nuts, that. like in the face. Like Ooh, and, and and that's my sister. And mans yeah. are talking to me about that every day at school. How do you, can you imagine how that makes you feel, bro? I couldn't do it. I oh my! It would gosh. be up there with like having tickets to like a playoff game and then just <laughs> yeah. not getting the fact the that like I mentioned last episode the fact that my little cousins like little high school friends like watch our podcast TikToks and like oh my god your cousin's so fine it's like I could only imagine yes now imagine if you had only <laughs> I know I could only imagine like he would yeah I could yeah pulling no. out the cucumber picks stop oh my god yeah I could there only is imagine. a market for that I'm not doing it but. But Zoe does have, now that she thinks about it, she has like 2007 Atlanta lips. You know? Like lips that would have been in the, the mood board for ATL, like the aesthetic okay. that they're going okay. for. Okay. I, I, could, I could see that. Like Zoe looks like she could have. Mid 2000s video vixen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see her in a Mario video. See you on Baby, 10, I just don't get 106 it. in part countdown. See, your, you see Zoe in three videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyways, before we wrap things up, I'm going to wrap up my last topic because I told the timeline I was going to talk about it because <laughs> someone someone tweeted me saying that they appreciate how I unbashedly, um, I don't know, something about how I unbashedly speak about like 
how light-skinned women, or how some, not going to say all, how some light-skinned women, like, you know, perceive them or make themselves seem like they're always the most attractive woman in the room. Because I've seen that happen a lot lately, right? There was some women, not maybe not too recently, but they did post, I remember someone sent it to me, like, what the fuck? They posted, like, this, like, Instagram story, like, oh, like, light-skinned baddie takeover, like, light-skinned crew takeover. You know what I mean? I, we're in 2022, right? I just don't understand this narrative that some light-skinned women feel that because they are light-skinned with a 3C hair texture that they're the prettiest woman in the room. And there are a lot of light-skinned women that you you can always tell when a woman feels that way, especially when a light-skinned woman feels that way. It's some of the comments that they make, the way that they talk and like it's like bro it's like you really think that you are the baddest woman in the room because you are biracial and you have like this easy air quotations hair texture right i've heard a light-skinned woman that i used to be friends with make comments like oh like i have really like nice hair texture because like my dad's white and it's like um how how does that how does that co- you know what I mean so it's like why in 2022 are we still using like this narrative that like light-skinned women are like the preferred type or like light-skinned women are like automatically if you're light-skinned you're going to be looked at and you're going to be the prettiest one and you're going to shit on every girl here like what the like what who's doing it is so it the men doing do it or are these light-skinned women some or not I'm, I'm, this is not all I have a as we know because you got accused I have a lot of light-skinned friends okay I have friends of all shades, all ethnicities. I don't have any white friends, actually. But I do have a lot of... <laughs> I don't. I said all ethnicities, oh, but I actually funny. don't have any white friends. Not like I just... I don't know. I had a lot of white friends when I was a kid, but like now I just... Most of my friends are black, biracial, or Asian. Literally. I think that's it. But point is, when it comes to my black women friends... They range from light skin to dark skin, whatever. Um, but I do have a lot of light skin friends as well. They don't have that mindset. And that's the reason why I'm friends with them, because I hate when women feel that because they have a lighter complexion and because they have a softer hair texture that they are automatically preferred. And they automatically talk about being preferred and how, you know, hashtag Blasian, hashtag biracial, you know, all that shit. I'm so over it. And I like that person who tweeted me said, I will continue to let women know that yo just because you have a white mother and a black father does not mean that your genes are above everyone else's there are unattractive light-skinned people news flash i don't know if that has been like a crazy thing but there are genuinely unattractive light-skinned people i know men who literally their type was curly hair light skin curly hair doesn't matter what her face looks like light skin curly hair that's crazy are you what? Yeah, no, no, that's crazy. But so do you think it's a ignorance thing or a unlearning that has to be done? It's both. It's definitely both. Because like So do you give more um what's it called? So do you give more like uh for lack of better words, sympathy to cuz I don't know how you would be able to tell, but like do you give more of like understanding to someone that you think like that's what has been 
put into their head and they're not really realizing the effect it has on someone versus someone who's just like ignorantly talking that way or it doesn't really no because i feel like you can unlearn it so if you're still like yeah no yeah you can unlearn it but like at what time period like what if they haven't as an adult like out of high school okay okay but especially now because you know we're so we're in a time where you know we're teaching people about like colorism and like whatever whatever and like black is beautiful of all shades and you know whatever all that stuff like this shouldn't even be a thing anymore so seeing women post like oh light skin baddie takeover light skin crew takeover that's so fucking whack to me i would never post like brown skin takeover or brown skin is the is the you know i'm brown skin baddie like what the fuck like what yeah i don't get it i don't understand why we're why are we still doing it like i said just because you are biracial does not mean that you are attractive. And I don't know who's putting it in women's heads. But, like, wake up. Yeah. I think it's a combination of things. Because, like, a lot of, I think, men perpetuated a lot by, like, you know, dudes that have preferences for just curly hair. But I also think, like, yo, I think Netflix is to blame a lot, you know? Netflix. Like, I mean, I mean media and representation oh. and stuff. Like, I say Netflix because I feel like anytime they come out with some new series or something and they want, like, a black person to star in, it's always some curly-haired biracial girl, you know? A mm. lot of series, I feel like when they want to represent black people, it's always a biracial person, you know? One of these, yeah. mm. one of the un- ugly, you know, uh, offsets of, of colorism. So I just think colorism as a broad spectrum is is the reason in yeah. it, you know, because that nurtures even, that bad perspective. Because that, that even applies to guys too. Look at every Tyler Perry movie: the dark skinned guys, the evil man, and the yeah. light skinned guy yep. comes in. The, the God fearing light skinned guy with long hair <laughs> comes in and saves saves the yeah. the brown skin or dark. Except for in that one dark that one man. dark Tyler Perry movie where the light skinned man Michael Ely threw his kids out the window. He was the light skinned devil in that in that film. I don't remember that one. Good, don't watch it. It's <laughs> fucked. Fuck. Threw his kids fuck. out the window. I don't want to talk about it. It's literally fuck Tyler Perry. Okay, is that we're gonna? End? That's how you can end it, <laughs> Mr. Perry. If there is a show at Tyler Perry Studios <laughs> in Atlanta that is looking for another um, cast member, I am open to negotiation. That was. <laughs> Zoe Smith, uh, Z O. How do you spell your name? Don't, I still don't know. He still doesn't spell my name right. Every time we talk, he spells my name both, right. Both of y'all. How do you spell your name? And is your name Clyde or is it Chris? Because she calls you two different things, and I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Chris is? <laughs> this Chris stuff people are talking about all the time. She calls you Chris. Who's? I don't. I don't know why she does that. Like, did you just randomly make that up? Yeah. Like, who's Chris? I'm so confused. Like, I don't even know if he's joking or like. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, so where Chris? did like. Sometimes I just think of Chris and I'm like, oh, let me just call him Chris. All right. Now you guys are playing. <laughs> but regardless, like, like I said, to wrap that up, I just think that. And it it's gotten to the point where my like my other friends notice it, too, when they go out. Like my other non light skin friends, they're like, bro, like what? is this energy that some of these lights women are giving off like we're in 2022 outside's open again like why do these women move like they are like god's given earth and they walk and it's like everyone better move out the fucking way and everyone you know what i mean it's like bitch yeah yeah it's wild am i do you guys notice it too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or is it just me do no, you ever yeah, do you notice certain lights- light-skinned women move like that no i said not all it's certain and you can always well, like that's been a stereotype <laughs> yeah. of light skins that they but move I feel a like certain it's type been of like, way. It's been like 
I've seen on one like lately. Like it's been like really, really. Oh, I mean, we are not as outside as you and in the elite rooms that you are. So we might not <sighs> notice not it as room. much as you do. But it's definitely a thing. But I think, yeah, like the the Super Saiyan light skins that you're talking about usually frequent those type of rooms. Mm. So I'm not really going to see that girl at wherever I'm it. at. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will leave it there, because I just think I just think it's absolutely wild that these some of these women act like they shit don't stink because they're biracial. And it's like, girl, who told you that you were the hottest thing because you got two races? Huh? Shut pretty up. is pretty, and I'm not here to call anyone you know not pretty or or, I mean, or unattractive. <laughs> there are a few people that shall remain nameless that are famous that she claims are not good looking. I do believe that a lot of women, and especially in the music industry, are a lot further off because they are light skinned. I, I will leave it at that. Yeah. I definitely believe that a lot of these women who I, yes, they are pretty, but I think that they are a lot further off in their career because they are light skinned. Yeah. Yeah. Not because they are talented, because they are light skinned. Because I personally think that Flo Millie, who is absolutely beautiful, dark skinned, and talented, should be way bigger than a lot of these other light skin she's hard artist she's dope yeah so like i said if i have to be the one to gently break down humble biracial mediocrity it's <laughs> the word that's that's it maybe maybe even an episode title who knows that'll <laughs> <laughs> have people shake biracial mediocrity <laughs> yeah but it's like if i have to be the one to be like bro like like i said this this who's gonna dismantle this privilege who? Yeah, you, I guess. <laughs> it can't be us. The biracial wrangler, though. Don't put call him in check. That. It can't it's, be us. Why? That's not something like. <sighs> so should I, as someone who's biracial, should be checking the other biracial people in our community? <laughs> like, is that is it up to us? I just to, like uh, I said, it's not. Shit? Like I said, I'm friends with a lot of biracial people. It's it, but and they know it too, where they're like. You know, I have friends who have white fathers and black moms. I have friends who have white moms and black fathers. But they definitely hear when they're like, bro, like, why? Like, you and I are not the same. Like, they, girls will come. T- and also, girls will come to my biracial, like, biracial girls who are that type of biracial girl will come to my biracial friends trying to, like, connect on some, like, girl, like, you know, we're better than them type shit. You know what I mean? And my friends will be like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not one of y'all. And I, they've told, like, I've seen it happen and they've told me it happens all the time. We're like, those girls think that they find another biracial girl with three like they'll go to camp and be like oh my god like girl like you know like these like these, these guys like us because like you know and cam's like what like what you know what and cam is a light-skinned woman with like three c th- hair texture visibly biracial and girls will go to her and try to like Finesse, <laughs> finesse her mind to make a scene like, oh, girl, you know, like we're like better, like you know, like guys, they want to talk to us. And Cam's like, I don't want to talk to anyone because she hates it here all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Anyways, someone got to dismantle the the light skin mediocrity because it's crazy and leave the it biracial up. So budding. <laughs> Next time on the Relentless Diaries. But yeah, anyways, that was good. We're in the new studio space. First episode. I like it. Feels good. My chair is comfortable. The mics are good. The lighting's good. Hope that look bomb in all the I in all the TikToks. Look good on, on all this the TikToks camera. we post. 
But yeah, this was uh, episode eight of the Relentless Diaries. We're going to close it out. I'm your main host, Zoe. AKA Let us know if you want uh, Zoe to start the mouth only fans. I will never. Mm-hmm. So don't ask me that. Is that camera still on? No, I will. Okay. Well, I will never. <laughs> anyways, uh, yes, I'm your main host. Follow me on TikTok, y'all, because, you know, I'm going to be like popping on there soon. You know what I'm saying? So follow me. And on Instagram, we'll put my little app there, too. But thanks, guys. Do your little closeout. Um, you know, it's your um, oh, unproblematic, faithful black man, Trezor. Um, you know, use protection, kids. Um, don't know how to follow that one up. But, oh, my uh, God. Follow you know, it up. Clyde Smith, co-host and producer. Um, go follow Zoe on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Leave a review on Spotify. Five stars. You can now do that. Oh, can you? If you're you? listening on Spotify, go go review us on Spotify if you are, haven't uh, yet. And review us on Apple Podcasts, too. But you've been yeah. able to do that. So if you haven't done that, you're And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. Sure. Subscribe to our YouTube. And follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram followers have been going up lately. Yep. So all of that. Looking follow like a podcast all, podcast. Right? Follow us on all platforms yeah, now. Yeah. Boom. We're up here. That period. Patreon. Period. I know okay. everyone's like start a Patreon. I'm like, oh, we'll start soon. Close this out, DJ. Give me a little something. It's so like Zoe, Mama, I go re- relentless. We need our own re- Relentless. I agree. I agree. I got no, ideas. Zoe. It's not every day, Zoe. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it the fuck it is. Period. Like Zoe, Mama, I go re- relentless. What up, Zoe? Re- re- relentless. What up, Zoe? Relentless. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 